When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. But when I emerge from the curtain, hair freshly wetted and blow Dasani out my cocksucker like a sperm whale, that's a monster pop. Yo. I think I just gave gave myself a hernia. (laughs) What the fuck? I literally had to straighten out. Did you know that whenever wrestlers come out with their hair all wet and stuff like that, it's actually like some leave-in conditioner? No shit. Yeah. Like it's spraying stuff or they just put some conditioner in? No, you uh, put, it's like some leave-in ass conditioner and you just fucking leave it in there and like, um, that's why it stays wet for so long. Like they keep the look from like in the back to all the way out there and it doesn't get all frizzy and shit. Now we're really exposing the business. I'm finding this out <laughs> after I went bald. Goddamn, you could have told me this 10 years ago, dude. It's funny because like I remember like even though I was a kid, people would talk about that. And like one guy thought it was just a fuck ton of gel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's gel or something. No, and I'm telling you, it's, I found out like I found out like it's been, I've known it for a long time. And I, I straight up just never shared it or anything. And I just remembered it because I saw a clip of John Moxley talking about how like uh Something was real slippery, and it was during his WWE days, and he was uh, uh, wrestling Chris Jericho, and he was talking about how something was real slippery. I think it was the cage. Like, they had that cage match, yeah. and he was like, oh, the conditioner and everything is all, it was in my hair, and I was trying to climb, and it was so slippery. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's conditioner. Oh, and then you brought shit. it up, and I remembered it. <laughs> holy shit. Wait, who are... Okay, I just remembered who we were. We're Monster Pop Podcast. This is D Straight Guy who has shit to say about professional wrestling. And I am flanked by Reclaimed Joey, Twitch Phenomenon. What's up, dude? How you doing? Phenomenon? I don't know about that, but. Oh, I think it's a worldwide thing by now, right? I mean, sure. I I guess people like from all over watch you and stuff like that. All you need is one person per, like, you know, in a few different regions, and it's, that's around the world, dude. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. We're worldwide over here, baby. Former professional wrestler, too. So, like, you know, if you if you want, you can watch this guy's matches, you know, on the other side of the planet. Oh, yeah, I guess you could. Um, but maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. As always, we are joined by Dr. Destruction, actual living doctor, PhD, his certificate, his framed and mounted on his wall it's an anim- it's an animated gif of a phd <laughs> what's up dude how you feeling it's, it's man? a it's a uh, it's an nft of the phd oh gotcha <laughs> um but yeah i'm doing pretty good tight man well we had what kind of week would you say this was in wrestling Busy? a very was- slow week a very news- by the numbers week yeah news wise it was but i think there's some uh there's still some interesting stuff to talk about that came out of this week and we're going to get into a little bit of news, and we're going to, of course, cover AEW TV. We're going to talk a little Japan. Uh, we watched some of the GCW stuff this week, and then we'll just see where that takes us. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually was was going to say we should wait for maybe the um, probably the biggest news story uh, took place during Dynamite, but I think I would really like to talk about it right at the top of the show because it's such big news. It's really exciting. Uh, yeah. but, but it's the uh, it's the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, the the announcement of the Forbidden, Forbidden Door pay-per-view. AEW and New Japan are doing a joint pay-per-view in June called, like I said, called the Forbidden Door. And it's just a big fucking deal. Uh, what do you guys think about that announcement? I mean, I'm really excited for it. We've uh, they had the uh, what the show in Madison Square Garden was mm-hmm. it the ROH. Was it Supercard when they had the big uh 
ROH Japan show. Yeah, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, but like this will be like I think way better. You've got two companies that are definitely firing. Uh, at least AEW feels like is firing maybe a little close to all cylinders. Japan I think is trying, and this could be a way to like really reignite some uh, excitement in the product. Yeah, that was called the G One Supercard. It was back in um, mm, yeah, it was a couple uh, three years ago now. Yeah. I'm more excited about this for sure, especially mm-hmm. with all the implications and the fallout that this could mean or that could stem from this. However, what? how do you guys feel about uh, the the revealing of the news, like the reveal of him? I've got a major announcement again and coming out. Do you think that the hype that he gets from that is is worth it? Or if you were Tony Khan, would you rather hatch some kind of angle and have fucking okada i mean i mean obviously i mean he kind of did he did do that like it's exactly what he did and like it wasn't a big angle but he uh he definitely did i I love the way he did it like i love the way they did it so i guess we'll we'll talk about it and i guess we'll skip it when we get to the actual part on dynamite and we'll refer back to here but you know he um he came out for the announcement got interrupted by adam cole adam cole said that he wanted well to make first the he first he invited the new japan that's right president. yeah that's right we saw the new japan president come out uh stand next to tony khan and uh but yeah he was interrupted by adam cole adam cole said that he wants to make the big announcement um he talked about how uh like just the start of it you know the um the undisputed elite and the bullet club are are uh, together as a super group and that led to, uh, and then he also announced that he's going to be wrestling Ishii on uh, on Rampage um, for a spot in the uh, the Owen Hart tournament. And uh, this led to Jay White coming out, and you know, um, Jay White cut his promo and stuff like that. That was huge. Like to me, that was like a that's that's a really good way to fucking do it. Everybody knows Okada's coming. I don't think that it would have been a good idea to spoil. Okada's like pop or excitement or anything like that uh, for something like that. Um, it well, is realistically a, too. It's probably hard to get him in and out of Japan, whereas the that people too. that have been yeah. in and out of Japan are kind of the more I hate to say disposable, but you know, like you can have a New Japan Japanese card without Ishii or Minoru yeah. Suzuki. So I'm is, really impressed with the way they did it. I think it was pretty well done. Well, I, you know, my my point is, you're saying should they have dropped the huge announcement? Announcement. Yeah, why come out and make a quick announcement only to get stepped out in front of by the wrestlers? Why not just have the wrestlers handle it themselves and and hatch some kind of angle that involves you know the wrestling ring and I have think, Jay White or or Adam Cole make the announcement right there? I think because there's a precedence for for Tony Khan to make these big announcements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One, there's that, and number two. We've seen that before. We've seen like the invasion from like WWE and W and WCW and all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's very low hanging fruit, and you don't need anything well, also, like that. Three, you have you know ratings. That too, yeah. And when you have people that you know, that's another thing. You have um, you have fucking you know Hiroki Goto fucking walk down the fucking uh, uh, aisle. You know, I'm not saying that that's who it would it would have been, but like you have him walk down the aisle and hatch some kind of fucking uh hatch some kind of thing you want somebody that's that's well known something that people are glued to that are watching that's a adam cole's the perfect person for that i don't know i think jay white could have done it you you might be I mean, right he did, it might have you know it, yeah i i think it i'm talking about if they did like an in-ring type thing and you're right that might have stunk like an invasion angle well they also they also um revealed that uh 
Bullet Club and um, the Undisputed Elite are one and the same. That's the first big mix of the of of this whole fucking thing, or at least at least like right now. I mean, obviously there's chaos and best friends and stuff like that, but this was like a a big reveal in itself. Yeah, and it kind of establishes that this is less like an invasion thing and more of you know this sort of yeah cross promotional collaboration slash competition. Agreed. Do you think yeah. that's something going forward, or do you think that? You know, those two factions well, merging is really just for this event. Uh, well, there is a little bit more to it, I think. I don't. I think this is only going to be the first one that they do. I bet you there's going to be more than one, obviously. And I bet you will see a lot more mixture going forward, even after the pay-per-view. Um, I think, like, uh, you have somebody like... Or at, at the end of the fucking announcement, um, Tony Khan was like, what the fuck? Like, like you know, Jay Wyatt? And he started pointing at the... Uh, the um, president and stuff like that and then they did like this video on like twitter and then tony did more of that stuff like was like bothered by him or there was like a little bit of a rivalry going on right there like tony khan was like really playing that up and i don't know if you guys saw that twitter video but um but i was like okay maybe there's something there with this too maybe they're gonna like maybe that's gonna they're they'll maybe they'll start off with this joint thing but then it'll ultimately lead to an interpromotional war and really this is a way to do it without having to fucking blow your load you know what i mean like it this is a way to do it without hot shotting and then you start sprinkling in these things like ishi versus cole and like you know and jay white showing up and things like that so this is a way to fucking sprinkle it in and you know what so, um subconsciously not even subconsciously but you know joe versus suzuki we just recently had you know mm-hmm. and uh we have they've been they've been doing this for a while I bet they had these big plans for a while. They it really does it doesn't feel half baked is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I guarantee this was sort of just something that they were just waiting for like an opening with the pandemic and other mm-hmm. circumstances to find that spot mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah, if you look at the guys from New Japan that have had matches on AEW TV, we're talking Nagata, Ishii, Kenta, mm-hmm. um, Jay White. Yeah, so it's not in Suzuki, obviously, a couple times. But we've times. seen We've seen some of it on Strong. We saw uh, Eddie Kingston go over there and, and uh, challenge Ishii. And um, yeah, there's the some stuff. Yeah, yeah, the factory. Yeah. So there's been like some sprinkling going on for a while. Like this is not a half-baked idea at all. Well, the Eddie it's, Kingston, is, Daniel Garcia thing just spilled right over onto Strong. That too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. But that was so a way that, to get there too. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's not half-baked. They've been thinking about this. And this is something to absolutely be excited about. I mean, what kind of matches do you guys think we'll see? I mean, I don't want to like sit here and fantasy book and jerk ourselves off, but like, what like what do you guys want to see? Like, what do you th- what do you think we'll see, and what do you want to see? If we're not going to jerk ourselves off, why are we doing a podcast about wrestling? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, because I my pants have been down this entire segment, and I was just waiting for you guys All to right. give me the green the green light. All right, well, okay, um, okay. <laughs> oh, so we're getting we got to get we okay. It's got to be Ishii versus Joe, right? Like I was thinking about that's one hundred percent what I was thinking Ishii, about. Too. Ishii Joe, it has to be Ishii Joe, right? Yeah, I think that's there's nothing better than that that I can think of for those two guys. No, yeah, I'm not okay. And wh- what about another match? Let's let's hear. Let's just throw some, sh- some uh, stuff. I out saw, there. I saw on social media Kenta sort of suggesting a match against Punk. We'll see. If that's it another happens. one. That's another one that, that we would, would be really cool. That would be like such a no brainer. You know what? Another no brainer. Here's a, here's a non no brainer. If Kenny is healthy. Do you want to do oh, Kenny and Okada in America for the first time? Because to me, yes. that's a that's a mega match. Because also on the other side of the fucking coin, it we we everybody would probably want to see Danielson versus Okada 
as well. Yeah. But I feel like you got to yeah. get Kenny and Okada out of the way in America first. And then, like, in the future, you know, down the line, you see. Maybe, yeah. Like, you got to have something for the next show, right? Who do you guys have for Danielson then? Shingo? Oh, my God. Shingo would be so good. Or Os- Will Ospreay? Or- well, I would say I would say this for like if we did um, Danielson oh Okada, like if if somehow we um, like it depends on you know where the timing line of the recoveries and whatnot, but like we could also get like if Ibushi and Kenny are you know medically cleared at the same time, we could get like a really like emotional type of Golden Lovers reunion. Oh too. my god! Or they finally have the big match that they've wanted to have, or that too. Yeah. Oh my god! Or. You know, we could see Mox the uh, the return match of Mox versus Osprey, or mm. oh my god, dude, Osprey! Oh my god, he's gonna be such a he's gonna be somebody that really sticks out on that show. Like he's hasn't gotten his due in America for whatever reason, no matter how good he is. And dude, the moment he's on a big stage in America, people are gonna fucking take notice. People maybe are that's go, what we have for Danielson. Maybe, dude. I think I do. I think that's a no brainer. I think, yeah, I think Danielson Oka, uh, um, Osprey is the is the way to go there. He's Damn. he's in the U.S. and he is. that that's the guy I would have had come out for this announcement because we've already seen Jay White. I don't think like, so. This, I like I said. I don't think he, he's. Um, I think because we've seen Jay White, it worked better. He's not an. He's yeah. He's not enough of a name in America. To these people, man, I think the people that know Jay White know fucking Will Ospreay. I don't think so. I think come on. I think in America, people like Jay White more than they like Will Osprey. Because even if they know of his, there's no way. Absolutely. I'll be be honest too. I think even Jay White is still not like a huge name in the U.S. To be honest, Mm -hmm. because like if you look at like he's been all over Impact, and they're not like exactly killing it. Exactly. Right. And but but and they've used Jay White on TV and on AEW yes. a few times already. And like and dude, he's an established I, character, is, has an established relationship with Cole. This is not taking away anything from Osprey. But the fact that people weren't raving about Osprey after his Wrestle Kingdom performances and his championship performances and just were everything last year, people were not raving no. about it in America. No, I mean, not at least not not like. The, I, I, it would be like the same amount of people that might be raving about a GCW show. Like it was not very many people that were raving about it. People, for whatever reason, don't like Will Osprey, or they don't want to give him a chance. Especially whenever they see that he fucking goes back and forth and fights with Seth Rollins and stuff like that. Like, dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, no matter how good he is, and this is not a knock on uh on Osprey because I think he's fucking incredible. Uh, I just you know I think that uh. I just don't think that he's I, I think he hasn't had an American breakout moment. I really don't. Man, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I am better at than you, Joey, is building a biosphere for myself uh-huh. because my Petri dish is much fucking smaller than yours, dude, because, you know, match of the year consensus mm-hmm. for the, the people that I pay attention to, you know, commenters and fans uh-huh. is is Will Ospreay Okada's match of the year. And I agree. I haven't heard anybody do anything but rave about Will Ospreay. I mean, Ospreay. ask Koss, Jay White. Man. Jay White was on AWTV one week. He he filmed on Wednesday a segment for Dynamite, and then he had his match, which aired on Rampage on Friday, and that's yeah. it. Like, maybe, maybe he's been even... on Impact. But Ospreay, you know, he was on the Windy City show against John Moxley. Mm-hmm. People know who... People that I mean, AEW. I fans think people is what know we're talking who he, about here. Yeah, AEW pe- fans. Exactly. I'm talking about like on a big stage, 
And like, is, is AEW that big stage? Because that's on. as big as the stage gets here. Hold on, e- EOD maybe might be able to back me up here. But remember when you fucking showed me those Reddit like uh, like uh, match of the year voting like that voting shit, and we were just like, oh my god, dude! Like, oh the Smarkies yeah, from the last smar- year. Yeah, the Smarkies didn't even give o- um Austin yeah, his he, due. Yeah, he he got like pretty crap. And I I know like because I would say like the people that you probably watch and whatnot are in like. I guess listeners of this podcast, obviously, we, you know, toot Osprey's horn a lot, too. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say we're necessarily taking anything away from here. It's just the fact that I, I agree. I don't think he necessarily has a huge audience. I don't know if it's just that there's people who just actively just dislike him in a way that, like, you know, kind of like where you have, like, the Cornette guys who, like, just actively yeah. dislike Kenny. Um, I feel like it's a little bit different with Osprey where there's, like, I, I feel like there's people who love him people who hate him and then just a lot of indifference. He had a bigger name when like he had a bigger name. And like I said, this isn't taking away anything from Osprey. He's great, right? One of the best in the world. But he had a bigger name when he argued with fucking um, Vader and, and RVD, not RVD, God damn it, uh, Randy Orton. You know, like he's known for, uh, yeah, he's known for like arguing with like people on Twitter. His name has not been as big since. And and uh, no way, but not not in he's America, not no, in America. He's way bigger. He's way bigger. He's now. way better. Dude, he's way better. And he's he's he's, ma- he's main evented Wrestle Kingdom. So like the type of fans yeah. that that watch AEW, there's a big crossover there. They uh, there way is. more people know who he is now. But man, but and, man, and, and those dude. the those okay. match of the year list from 2021. Okay, 2021 was not the year of the Osprey. Like he wasn't in the G1. Like he was in the states, like we saw him on strong. But he had those that great matches. He was a he champion. Had those, he, had, he had those great fucking championship matches, and then he hurt his early, neck. Early, early, yeah, early in the year. Yeah, and then he he, but, he was injured, and so that was it. Wasn't his year. So like, let even me, though he had the belt for a little while, early in the year. Yeah, maybe. But let me make this point. Let me make this point. No, nowhere near as many people are buzzing or talking about him as they were when Kenny and Okada main evented Wrestle Kingdom. Like no, it's not even not even close. A hundred percent true. And, and you know what? But, but we're not talking about Will versus Kenny. We're talking about no, Will versus Jay about, White. We're talking about his. We're talking about his name. We're talking about his name. Okay. We're talking about his name, but the original reference point was. That's Jay not White. the original reference point. That's not the original reference point. That was like the second or third reference point. The original reference point was: Is his name big enough in the in the states at all? Like, is he? I'm. My original point was when he has this big stage in uh on 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 this pay-per-view people are going to talk about him more than anybody else and i'm calling it right now people are going to be blown away people that weren't giving him his due that fucking wanted to be wanted to be an osprey denier this whole time they are going to blow he's going to blow their fucking mind that was my original reference point well and and you know the original reference point was i brought him up because i said that is who he's in the states i would have had him come out instead of jay white you could have jay white there too that's uh, you the know, thing. doing it's his like, shit with the elite, the but like, he well, he that would have been way it. more. That have been way more exciting us, than Jay White for us. But I, I think that I think that I think it would have been way more exciting. I, for, I'm telling for fans, you, people, AEW fans around the country to mm-mm. see fucking Will Osprey show. No, up no, he, they haven't because he the people he hasn't been accepted by the American fans, and he's. I I, I think he's as accepted, dude. I see see people during the G1, like in. 2019, like people are shitting all over Jay White. In 2020, they're shitting all over Jay White. Right. You know, I remember that. He's too. boring. He's slow. He's boring. Right. So, so mm-hmm. like, he's not, you know. He's not anymore. But, right. Not anymore. 
But yeah, but they, either but, Will, I mean, hold on. I think Will, Will Osprey Will is, would be a bigger deal. It'd be a first time seeing him there. Mm-hmm. You know Will, what I mean? No, Will Osprey's Will Osprey is going through that right now. People shit on Will Osprey in America. People fucking talk shit about him. I'm telling you, man. Like I see it all the fucking time. I see it every fucking day. And like, I, I like legit every fucking day. Who else I, do these people shit on? Uh, is it just that? Do they shit on Kenny also? Is it those people? No, but I have seen people shit, shit on, on the Kenny box as well. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, Steve, I, people I still seen, shit on a lot but of guys. I, I don't. I don't know if they're the same people. It's not like I fucking track their Twitter account. I, mean, I would assume they're the same but, people, but it's a bigger group that shits on him. Right. It's a bigger group than it than not. And and honestly, man, I don't think he would have been the right person. That's just my opinion. But I think that he's going to blow everybody away at this pay per view uh, if he's on it, and he fucking better be on it. And you know what? Hot take. He's better than Kenny Omega. He needs to, he sh- he should be getting his due. I said this on on past episodes. Like the people should be talking about Will Osprey because they're not. Well, I, I'll add uh, to this discussion real quick that I think that for the kind of flavor that they're going for for this pay per view with the whole Bullet Club uh, undisputed elite angle, it wouldn't have made sense to have Will Osprey. If you have him, that then too. it becomes more of an invasion angle. It's true, but like again, they're again they're not stupid. They know that they know. I I think that they know that Will Osprey wouldn't be talked about in a positive light. And man, I I think that if instead of going to Adam Cole on that fucking screen after they made the announcement, you fucking put Will Osprey up there. I think you're yeah. underselling. I'm not that reaction like uh, big time. Mm-mm. Nope. He's a heel anyway, so mm-mm. I mean that doesn't really matter if people shit on him cuz people shit on Jay White too and it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously they're both next level. But you good. want people to get fucking excited. So I don't it's... think man, I think Will Ospreay would have been way more exciting than seeing Jay White again on AEW. We'll definitely disagree on that, but yeah, hot take. Like I said, hot take. He's better than Kenny and I think people are going to be blown away in this match. Like uh You know for for guys that we want to see from New Japan, I'm surprised we haven't talked about, you know, more of their top level performers. No love for Master Wado this week. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Do you think Master Wado's going to have a match on the card? No chance, no. right? No chance. Think they're going to waste a visa on him. If they do a dark match or a big multi-man opener, maybe. Who knows? Should, do we need a fan- Just get someone from Strong. Should we fantasy book? Yeah. Should we should we do a fantasy prediction booking of fucking or of what matches might be on this fucking show? We've gone through some. Yeah, here's one we didn't mention uh, an opponent for Danielson when he was on break from WWE. We didn't see Danielson's ESJ, did we? No. Oh my god, no. that would be fantastic too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that and they've well, ZSJ is at least teased stuff officially. I know Danielson's mentioned that he would like to wrestle him too. Um, I mean, definitely, the, well, this will not be the last time that Danielson wrestles someone from New Japan at this pay-per-view. I guarantee that. Also, what does this mean for G1? And I know that we talked about this last week, and we don't want to see a bunch of AEW wrestlers all over the G1, but one significant AEW guy taking some time away from, you know, stateside stuff and doing the fucking G1. That would be great, especially if it's if it's Danielson or. I, or I think we'll see. Calorie. I think we'll see more than one. I think we're gonna see. I also think we're gonna have a, a New Japan guy in this Owen Hart Cup, and it wasn't it wasn't Ishii, and and I think the reason why is because they could easily have him work with Joe on that pay per view, but um, I think that they're going to be, they're gonna have uh, I think they'll have like Danielson and like Mox both in fucking uh, in the G one. 
Oh, do you think Mox is going to do it again? I, I, I think Mox is going to do it again. Mox said that he wants to do New Japan until he doesn't wrestle anymore, and he mm-hmm. didn't get to last year because uh, of the pandemic and stuff like that. And I was going to say, too, this can lead directly into the G1. Uh, the pay-per-view, uh, which we haven't mentioned, is June 26th, uh, and the G1 starts uh, July 16th. So you've got like a couple weeks, like right after this pay per view, before the mm-hmm. G one starts, which is plenty of time to like you know send some people off on hiatus and stuff like that. I think I could see this kind of leading into that quite potentially. There's the Washington D.C. New Japan show as well, which is which we know we have Kingston and Ishii so far. I think I think that's the only announced match. So Will was still in the states. This weekend, wrestling in fucking gymnasiums and stuff. I think he had. Wait like, a, a minute. Shame. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Um, if Osprey's feuding with Tana and so is Mox, there's gonna be some kind of fucking correlation there. There's gonna be like some kind of setup where it makes sense for Mox to have his other match with uh with Osprey. There's gonna be either they're both gonna lose to Tana or they're both gonna win the, beat Tana and have their match. What do you maybe? What do you think? And then, then we're gonna see uh, Osprey, uh, Osprey Mox at um, at Forbidden Door then, which I, I th- thought was good, but God, I'd rather see Osprey Danielson, man. But if, if Kenny's could, still injured, he it's probably gonna be uh, it's definitely gonna be Danielson Okada. So that match, the Osprey and Tana match, is for the vacated um, U.S. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. So mm-hmm. you could see. You could see Tana winning that, and then mm-hmm. that being the crux of uh, the Mox match. But that match, yeah, think doesn't so. really or, need need that either. Or so. yeah, exactly. So we'll have maybe a new challenger and a, a fresh looking, a fresh match for that uh, for Forbidden Door, and then Tana defending the United States Championship. So who do you think if you had if you had to give Tana a new challenger, and it's an AEW guy, who is it? That's not Mox. That's not Mox. Has he has he ha- actually faced Mox? No, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it's going to be Mox versus Tana at the at the uh, Washington show. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I think yeah. that uh, is precisely what I'm he not, said. The only reason I'm not sure about that is because they kept teasing that match on AEW television. They kept teasing on AEW television, but they also uh, teased it on. Uh, they also teased Wind, it at this Windy, Windy City. Yeah, Windy City, and then they were talking directly. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to me. He mentioned DC. Yeah, I think he, he mentioned, mentioned dragging he him by his stupid fucking ponytail to Washington yeah, DC. Exactly. He straight up mentioned okay. he mentioned by name DC. So that's why I think it's going to happen. Like I said, there's like some kind of correlation. If uh, if Tana beats Mox and Tana beats Osprey, then like neither of them can beat uh, Tana, but they want another shot at him, and they could both wrestle each other at uh, Forbidden Door for a chance to f- wrestle Tana again. You know what I mean? I could see something like okay. that, or I could see like uh, I don't know. I I I don't. I could I, as far what, as like that's the only thing that door, makes sense to me. Yeah, as far as Forbidden Door, I could see maybe Tana versus Punk if like Kenta's not cleared in time. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, who's gonna be cleared? Or Tana versus Hangman too. Well, it depends who. Yeah, it depends Ooh, who champion yeah. is. But Tana is a guy that will put over the AEW champion. You do you want to I mean? see? Yeah. Do you want to see a? Big fucking baby face match with uh with Tana like you like like I guess a dream match uh, a fun dream match is like you know Tana versus Cena or whatever right like a the big yeah. fucking baby faces or whatever Do, would you want to see like a big fucking match like that like who's the top baby face against Tana like would you want to see him against Jungle Boy 
or a Darby Allen or something like that. Or my guess, Sting. my guess, my guess is that Sting would be fun. But my guess is that he's going to challenge for the AEW Championship. That's my guess. That's what I think too. Unless he has a remix with 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 Mox, but it could it could be Punk, it could be Adam Page, yeah. Adam Page, but, or like you want to talk about the biggest heels? Like what about fucking Tana versus MJF? Yeah, holy shit, that would be Maybe. fucking the fucking like the fucking babyface of our generation versus the fucking heel of our generation. Like holy shit, like that's, that's true. That and writes that, itself. That would also that would also clear up the AEW Championship for Chase Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Dude, or maybe um, or maybe we get Shingo. Oh my god. You know, Shingo, dude, pumping bomber versus fucking shotgun lariat. Oh my god. Ooh. That would be yeah. I mean, that would be Or good. buckshot lariat. Oh my gosh, dude. Can we get yeah. Can we get Shingo in a fucking title match against Hangman? That would be sick. Well, uh to be uh to clarify, this is after um what's the Vegas show? Uh, double or nothing. This is after double or nothing, which will have uh, presumably Punk versus Hangman. So we'll yeah, see right. who ends up with the title after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? These promotions need to grow some fucking balls and do no titles have to be online. What the fuck ever, and just do a champion versus champion match. You and think flip so? a fucking coin, dude. Two out, best two out of three <laughs> fucking heads or tails. <laughs> That's Motherf- too scary. Do it. Just That's scary. Pussies, do it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> pussies, flip the coin. You know, I, I was thinking about this real quick because you mentioned like MJF versus Tana. We really haven't like brought in like the like the younger guys. Like I, I highly doubt AEW would like you know keep MJF or Darby off the card. Oh my like, god, who, who Darby do we see for them. Darby Shingo, Darby. Oh my god, I think dude. Darby would would be best suited to take on like. To maybe challenge for the junior heavyweight championship or something. Or yeah, maybe they'll do. Honestly, like, oh, well, yeah. I was thinking like for people that we know like are likely to be stateside, like Darby versus ELP. Oh my god, that would be sick. That would be sick. Well, we know well, it's. Uh, well, we know that like the Bullet Club and Elite have to have like. They have to have their we matches. Haven't, like, we haven't yeah. really talked about like any of them. To be what fair, about, what about uh, what so about members, the Bucks? Though. What about the Young Bucks? And what about FTR? Who do they get? I mean, that's Ooh. the problem right now. You've got mostly, I mean, other than Cobb and Great O'Conn, you know, who are the yeah. champions. And You've and got even, CSJ and uh, Taichi, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, t- yeah. They could put I do like them, techers but they're not really I don't focused wanna, on. God, if you, if you showcase ZSJ, you do not put him in a tag match for this show. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to book. It's, it's one pay-per-view. Yeah. It's one yeah. pay per view. Not everybody's right. gonna get. Not everybody's gonna get on it. It's gonna True. be essentially. True. Yeah, just being on it is like a big enough showcase for that's that's just gonna be the best that some people can do. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of multi man stuff, if not like some kind of you know battle royale type situation. Yeah, you know? it, because they they I know they want to showcase some guys, but you know we might just see you know a dozen New Japan guys on the show or something like that. It might not be. We may not get every. I, I guarantee we're not going to get everybody we want to see, but I hope that they are going to continue to build this every week. And I hope fucking Will Osprey shows up on fucking Dynamite because he's <laughs> well. He, we've got know, we've got we've got a couple months. Get him in there while he's still in the states because he's going back to Japan this weekend if if he's not already there. So like, give him a showcase. I honestly think if I were booking if I were booking this, I would save Osprey until. Because he's so good, and I think he's, like I said, I think he's going to blow a lot of people away, and he people are going to be like, oh, I didn't know he was like that. And, you know, I, I, I'd never undersell that that reaction, 
because I remember like knowing how good Kurt, like Kurt Angle was when I was a kid, right? I thought he was really mm-hmm. good or when I was watching him like coming up or whatever, I thought he was awesome and he was always like a, a heel and people hated him. And I remember I was at a Hooters watching, um, <laughs> I can't remember what show I was watching, but it was during the invasion. I remember he turns babyface for the first time and yeah. he did this fucking stuff where he like went ham and was like throwing everybody around and he fired up and he was so good at being an intense baby face. And I remember being at that Hooters and like, I'm just a kid or whatever. And I'm walking, I'm, I'm like leaving. And then I heard a guy like walking by and he was like, damn, I didn't think Kurt Angle was like that. Oh my God. <laughs> like, and he was so impressed. And to this day, I don't fucking, I don't fucking uh, like underestimate that kind of reaction. And I think if you, if somebody like hates Will Ospreay or people have like negative things to say about him on the internet, you save him, you fucking promote the match, you talk about it, but you don't show him until that actual show. And people are going to fucking tune in and they're going to watch the pay-per-view and they're going to be blown away. And people are going to be like, damn, I didn't know Will Ospreay had it like that. I like, can't imagine your average AEW fan not liking Will Ospreay. I just can't do it. Exactly. I can't but, imagine them not liking him, but yeah. liking, you know. You're right. Fucking, I, you know, I agree with Kenny you. Or any, or any of the big stars. I, I agree with you. That. I agree with you. I just know that if with how much better osprey is than kenny and that's not a knock against kenny kenny's amazing but like that's how that's how high i think of of will osprey and the fact that he wasn't getting talked about in the same way that kenny was after his match with okada in the tokyo dome in the exact same spot shows that not enough people are giving will his due and i think he's gonna blow people away or maybe new japan as a whole which is maybe new japan as a whole yeah that's true that's true the era has a lot to do with that because there wasn't that there wasn't an right. AEW in the states to pay attention to, and so New Japan well, was like the de facto alternative at the time well, because a, it had. Put a, well, put a bookmark in it because, mark my words, people are going to come out of this talking about Will Osprey more than anyone else, calling it. Assuming Osprey's on the show. Assuming he's on the show, right? He's got to be. God damn, he's got to be. I can't imagine him not being on the show. So I, if he's still in town, I hope they get him on TV. If not, if he's back in May for Washington, I hope they get him on TV for that. They need to get the, I, they need to have him on there. I'm telling you, he's gonna get a massive fucking pop if he shows up on AEW TV. You're you're totally off base if you don't I mean, think he will. I'm I'm not talking about the people in the arena. People that are yeah. gonna go to this pay per view. Oh gonna yeah, know all every, yeah. Every, well, everyone in the arenas always pops big yeah. for like these new Japan guys. Yeah, they're going to know, but I'm talking about the people that are sitting at home that order the pay-per-view that yeah. want to say some cynical shit on the internet. That's the people I'm talking about. Those are the people that I'm talking about giving the buzz. These are the that's what I mean by that. Those people don't also say Okada is boring and and shit talk new Japan in general. I don't get it. Some of those people do, man, but like I'm just yeah. saying like I'm just talking about the general consensus. I don't care. They're probably not excited about this show anyway. I don't care about their opinion. I don't agree with their opinion, but that doesn't mean that the opinion's not out there. And I just think that people are going to come away from this with a different attitude towards Osprey. It just That's seems to point. me that a lot of the people that are hating on him are, are there's a lot of crossover, like a large percentage mm-hmm. of people that don't like New Japan, period. I mean, it was like that when Kenny, when Kenny, when Kenny had his big buzz, you know, and there were like people that were like, oh, you got to watch this match. You got to watch this match. And then there were people, there were still holdouts for a while. Like it was like that, man. And like, uh, like I remember when people were like, "Please, uh, begging Steve Austin to fucking watch the match and review it." And that's when uh, I'm not gonna watch and, that yeah. Chinese stuff. No, and, uh, and he watched. <laughs> 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 and he, I remember listening to the episode that he 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 uh, reviewed it, and he goes, "Man, you hear that all the time." And 
you don't, you know, you're like, whatever, it can't be that good. And he said that he sat down and watched it and he was like, damn, this match is pretty good. And he's like, yeah. God damn, this match is fuck, man, this match is killer. And then like towards the end of the match, he's like, God damn, this is the best match I've ever seen in my life. And like, I remember like, I remember his review, like I listened to it yesterday and like, I just remember all the buzz about that match. And like, even Koss said, like, mm-hmm. that was when you got into like wrestling the way you are into it now, right? Yeah. Like, it was such a big, like, turning point for pro wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, and nobody, I, I just think that Will Ospreay versus Okada was even better and it deserves to be talked about in the same vein and, or in the same exact way. And people aren't. And you're right. Maybe the era has something to do with it. But I'm just, my, my point is, is like, people will be talking about him like after this fucking show if he's on the show like people will be talking about him and if i were the booker i would save him i would not show him on tv i would fucking advertise the match i would make it like an ominous as i can like who is this big deal like who is this guy who's this big deal just just save him and like not not just not blow my load there and fucking not hot shot it and have his fucking first appearance and his big fucking like star gear with the fucking lion on it and everything that he's got and just like uh his big entrance and on that big show and that would be the first time that some of these people actually like sat down to watch a will osprey match he's gonna blow people away that's that's, that was my point uh, about that yeah i just i I think it's okay to have him on tv i don't think you're hot shotting him to have him appear on tv and and build up a little bit of hype for a match even if it's just one appearance and maybe i think hot shotting it would would, i I think think hot shotting it would would be like, hey, we're doing this show with New Japan, and oh, and by the way, tonight we're getting Danielson and Osprey. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would <laughs> that be hot shotting it too. But that's not, that's how big I think this this is gonna be, man. I think it's hot shotting if he even shows up. Like I'm just saying, okay. if, if I were booking it, I would just save him and make him like like make him out to be this fucking god that like you just don't see until this show. You know? Yeah. Okay. And, like talk yeah. about him all you want on the show. Show his show the fucking match graphic. Even show a fucking vignette, like just show stuff, but not the guy. Don't have a promo, nothing. Just build him up, talk about him, talk about his accomplishments. Mm. He's wrestling so and so at this show. He's wrestling so and so. Oh, Forbidden Door, we're gonna have Osprey versus the Great Will Osprey versus this person, whoever I you were it say is. The Great Ocon. No, the Great Will Osprey, whoever that, whatever they fucking want to call him or whatever, and like just build him up, build him up, and build him up. Don't ever show him, and then the first time they see him, it's gonna be fucking magic, dude. I don't know if I totally agree with that. I mean, I it's kind of weird, like sucking the dick of like another company's guy. Mm-hmm. And I get that there's someone that they're working with, but like I True. think like have him out for a promo, like you know, introduce like I don't know if like the whole United Empire part of it's gonna be involved in the show, but like introduce them, like say what they're about. He's also like not gonna be one of those people where people are like who. Like, they know who he is. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. just haven't seen him, you know? So you don't I mean, even need yeah. to do what you're saying. You don't need to fucking have him come out like that, you know? I, I mean, I don't know. There's people who complain about some of the people, like, that are currently on the show about, like, oh, there's, like, not, like, enough explanation for who that someone, like, Danhausen is. Well, you get um, an explanation need- if you're if you're, talk- if you're talking him up and show a vignette. Like I said, you are talk- you are showing who he is. This is the guy he's wrestling at the show. Sure. He's really good, you know? That's really all I, you need. I, mean, I guess it, it depends on the opponent. Danhausen, Danhausen's a little more complicated because he's uh, he's a gimmick and people don't get him, and he still doesn't sure, make yeah. any sense. But uh, they just know that he looks cool, and uh, um, that's it. I guess he looks cool. I don't know if he looks cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm. I, I guess I'm just a little confused because on one hand, it's like 
you know, you're saying people shit on Osprey, on, and then on the other hand, you're saying, but they should save him and and not have him do any promotion on TV. Yeah, via in a via an appearance. Yeah, so it like seems like if he them. shows up, if he shows was, up and and fucking destroy somebody in a spectacular way and looks like the star that we know he is, and whether or not he even cuts a promo, which he's been great at since at, since he returned, you know, post pandemic right. when he got back on the roster after the pandemic. Anyway, because then because then people will be like, oh, we've seen him wrestle now. Oh, I've, I've seen him. Not in a, a match. not. It's not. It's not wrestling. If he shows up, I'm not saying put him in a match. I'm saying he uh, shows up and. And you know, fucks up somebody of note in a spectacular way, and just looks incredible. Mm, um, yeah, just like lays down the challenge. Maybe I think there's a lot of intrigue. Yeah, lays the challenge guy. down or whatever. I think you know, man. I mean, think of all the great feuds and stuff we've seen that have a precursor on TV, whether it be, you know, Funk and Flair going back at it via satellite or whatever. You know, whatever right. that was TV. Um, but, but, but at that time, people had seen both guys. Like that's. My point is, my point is, like people I think aren't. Everybody's seen Osprey too. Man. No, no, I don't think everybody's. I think people that are holdouts have haven't even given Will Osprey haven't even given Will Osprey a chance. Like they won't even watch a match. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do now. So we'll see what that, happens, that, man. Exactly. Uh, we'll, we'll see what their plans are and what you know his availability is too. So I don't know if he's like I said. I don't know if he's back in Japan already or or if he's available. You know. Wednesday, or if he's uh, going to be available in May for the you know, Capital Riot or whatever show. <laughs> That's what it should be called. Show? That's what it oh should my, be. I called. don't know about That's that. That's what it should be called. <laughs> I think it's uh, Capital Conflict. They just they just accidentally they just accidentally call it yeah, Capital Riot. Just translates to Capital. Yeah, Riot. they just they, yeah they don't they just like the the language barrier is there. Oh, God shit. damn it! Well, fuck. Uh, exciting though, man. When we, we kind of knew that was the announcement, and it was, and it wasn't a letdown, and mm-hmm. great, exciting times. We should not take this for granted. Let's not take this for granted. Let's not be right. fucking jaded. This is awesome. Yeah, this, this is exciting. Cool. This is this is awesome. Um, I can't wait. What other what other news, man? From uh, from this week, do we want to uh, do we want to settle before we get into uh, you know covering some of the some of the events this past week? The only story that I can think of, and just be, mostly just because we've talked about it before, where uh, it seemed like Bret Hart was going to be showing up in AEW, oh, yeah. and reports kind of seem to uh, suggest that will not be happening. He may have signed a deal with WWE. That's weird. Do we think this was like a counteroffer, like a like a panic move? Like, oh, we gotta sure. we gotta keep him off of there. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think that. Um, I honestly don't think that. Bret Hart is going to offer the value that people thought he was going to. I don't see him being able to uh, uh, manage um, FTR like people thought. Like I've seen the guy; he can barely move. He's not in a position. He's like worse than Jake Roberts, I think. Have you seen him? Remember when yeah. he like presented the AEW Championship? That's Remember the last that? time I've seen him on his yeah. feet. He's yeah, he's not going to be a guy that's out there managing FTR. He never was going to be. They were teasing it because they're fucking marks for him, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> FTR doesn't need his fucking guidance anymore. They've that's, they're, they're, that's true. They're they're at a point where they're fuck they're incredible. Like they there's people yeah. there's people that are going to get more. I mean, of course they could probably still learn from him, but like they don't need to and they're they're gonna get more out of uh, Tully Blanchard helping some young guys that really do need him than putting him with FDR and Brett the Bret Hart thing the FDR doesn't need a manager they just don't no. 
I don't. I I could see him coming down for a big match with them, yeah. or or you know here and there and or whatever. The but reason yeah, every show now. And if, if if and if Bret Hart signed a deal with WWE, it's because there was no AEW deal to begin with. There's no reason for him to fucking uh, manage these guys. There's um, AEW doesn't do legends contracts. If they sign um, Bret Hart to a legends contract and he gets money for like chilling or doing the occasional appearance or doing like you know, using his voice in a video game or using his likeness or whatever the fuck it is. That's what those legends contracts are for. So yeah. if he signed any contract, it's not for TV. It's something like this. It's some kind of like using his right. likeness or whatever the fuck. That's what it is. And I'm just I'm telling you, there was never a fucking plan for him to be. I mean, I guess I could never say for sure. Who knows? But I thought he might be like, involved. Go ahead, man. Well, you had like the Owen Cup, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Involved yeah. with that as well. That's true. Yeah, um, he could have spoken. And certainly, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to have him in the video game when that comes out, too. Yeah, but I could see my them, guess is. Yeah, I could see WWE giving him permission to speak like uh, to do some kind of appearance for the Owen Hart tournament because uh, they've done that before. They've given him permission. So and we don't even know if this fucking WWE deal is even real. So there's also around the same yeah, time true. around the same time. And, and in fact, I'd be willing to say that it's all bullshit c completely. So because remember, uh, there was like a, a story that came out, but nobody could confirm it that WWE was interested in FTR just because they had all this buzz and shit like that. And oh, sure, yeah, yeah. sure, they're probably interested in bringing them back. No shit. But they act like they've been in talks and you can't you legally can't be in fucking talks. That's so stupid. So, yeah, so there's nothing to the story other than that. They're interested. I bet they're interested in fucking hangman Adam Page. How, write that. Put that fucking story out there. No shit. They're fucking interested. Duh. I, like, I yeah, do but, find the FTR one know? interesting, though, just because like FTR is doing nothing different than they were in WWE outside of the way they were like booked on the main roster. Like, it's not like a Cody Stardust thing where, like, he True. went out and kind of reinvented himself. It's like, no, this is exactly who you had in NXT. True. And, and you're like, oh, let's let's uh, let's make them gay and have the Usos make yeah. fun of them. So right around so right around the time that there was all this stuff about FTR going to WWE or, they're have, or them having interest in FTR, this fucking story pops up about Bret Hart, too. Just because people thought that Bret Hart was coming in to manage FTR. If he was coming in to manage FTR, wouldn't he have already been there by now? So uh, to me, this is just all made up shit by somebody out there and some fucking shitty, like wrestling journalist didn't bother fucking contacting Bret Hart and asking him about it or FTR and asking them about it or WWE and asking them about it just ran with the fucking story to get some fucking clicks and it caught fire. That's what I saw. So like the, these stories drop right at one more after another. So people are assuming that, oh, Bret Hart's going to WWE or something like that. I'm telling you right now, it's all bullshit. And I'd be yeah. surprised. I'll be surprised. And I'll 100% I'll be surprised if like, and if they do, you know, surely Bret wants to fucking, uh, do some kind of appearance for the Owen Hart tournament or something like that. Like, all right. Yeah. This is the type of wrestling fan that would make that assumption. WWE's talking about bringing in the F back FTR. So you know what that means? Bret Hart's going with them. Bret Hart's going to be there with them. Right. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Straight up. I like, remember, yeah, I remember the time. They got a piece of hay in their mouth. <laughs> I heard, yeah, I heard Goldberg is coming back, coming to AEW. I think they're going to, they're going to fucking sign him. Yeah, it's a hundred percent what it is. They're wearing running shoes, but where their heel is like off, like off to the side, like off the sole of the shoe. I feel attacked. <laughs> do you th do you think if WWE actually has a deal with Bret Hart, 
that they do an angle with him and Goldberg where they bury the hatchet. Oh my god! <laughs> oh this shit, dude. I oh I hope. God. I mean, I hope. I hope AEW does their first ever Legends type contract just so they can have Bret Hart be the namesake of their video game, and it'll be in the spirit of like a '90s Sega Genesis sports game, and it'll be called Bret Hart's Awesome AEW Wrestling. And then when you start up the game, it'll just be a shitty digitized Bret Hart <laughs> little clip of him saying "Let's go" or some shit like that. Let me give you Wolf. Well, funny that you mentioned that because apparently uh, we might actually have a name for the game, which is Fight Forever. And yeah. uh, we know this because they were actually recording lines for it after uh, Dynamite uh, this oh, week. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, they were having Pittsburgh uh, like do chants and stuff like that and recording them for the game. In the sure. game, yeah, and they revealed the name of the game. Let me, uh, let's on on the subject. Let me, let me read you. Let me show you this uh, article. Like case in point, right? WrestlingNews.co says Bret Hart has signed with WWE. Then the then the right the first couple of lines as reported earlier by the Wrestling Observer newsletter the belief among people in AEW is that Bret Hitman Hart quietly signed a lucrative deal with WWE like so they go on to um, yeah. completely admit that it, there was a belief among people who have no fucking idea what's going on in WWE people that because don't they work read for a WWE rumor. yeah yeah like what okay. it's so oh, dumb it, at the end of the day I don't care. If he True. shows up at either either spot, you know uh, what I mean. I don't care. Like if he does make some money, good for you, dude. Go get the most money you can. Go get it. Like you you've earned that right. You know what I mean. You've you've earned that shit. Go get it. But I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna be like Bret Hart's gonna be on. You know, I'm not I'm not tuning in for that. If he shows up in AEW and they find a way to use him in you know some interesting light, okay. Like I, I'll, I will allow myself to enjoy that, but dude, at the end of the day, it's a big fuck ever. Right? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Are we dicks? No. I mean, who cares? Like, honestly, you're right. It's like, why are we speculating about a guy that like, uh, and hoping that he like, are, yeah. what are we supposed to like be sad about him going to WWE? Get your paycheck, old man. Like, you're fucking, you know. You deserve. Really get your bag. It's not going to provide a ton of. Get like, your, it's not really going to provide a ton for the product. Yeah, get your bag, dude. Like, well, that probably is enough speculation for the week. So let's just yeah. get into opining. Let's talk about some things that definitely happened, and uh, that being this week's wrestling events that we were able to check out. Still not convinced some of these actually did happen, though. To be honest, the GCW uh, Old Me show. I'm not sure that was a fever dream. Especially high incident, or if, or if I actually watched, sat down and watched that. Is that what we're talking yeah. about first? Yeah, let's let's just I'm do down that. With that. Let's yeah. Get right into it. Yeah, let's skip ahead too. And this this was the second show they did, or the first show they did this week. Yeah, it was the second show. Yeah, there was a show okay. the night before, and I missed it. I didn't get to watch it, so I apologize, y'all, if y'all wanted to review the first show, but. This is in Detroit. Do you want to talk about the venue real quick? Yeah, sure. So this is uh, in Harpo's Concert Theater, which is like this really old uh, venue. Um, it was kind of interesting because like you literally had fans on the uh, like the conference stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the concert stage. Uh, and like you would get a few glimpses of it. Apparently the quote unquote hard cam was there, but the hard cam was just a dude with a camera. So. Not the hardest. I mean, yeah, he, he had the there, tripod but... and the le- the correct lens and everything. Yeah, but he 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 moved it around a bit. I've never seen a hard cam quite so mobile, but well, yeah, he <laughs> had to by the time that main event hit. But yeah, they yeah, moved so it. The... Fucking what? Uh, Matthew Justice moved it himself. 
Oh my god. <laughs> what is this shit? What is this crap? Get this crap out of here. Huh? We don't want the fans to watch this. <laughs> they had um so they had the ring set up and I guess what you might describe as like the pit area of the venue. Yeah. And yeah, it was a good idea. I mean, you got that stage up there. It's, it's obviously I love the higher, look. higher plane. Put some it, fucking chairs up there. It made the ring tickets. look it made the ring look tiny, even though I thought it, the ring was yeah. I thought the ring was just uh, smaller. No, was it's, it not? No, I mean indie indie shows commonly use like eighteen by eighteen, and uh, like all the big companies like uh, New Japan, AEW, and WWE all use twenty by twenty rings. But it's very common for um, for uh, indie companies to use eighteen by eighteen, and I'm pretty sure it's the same ring they've always used, and or the same size they always use. Um, it what just was looks... up with the canvas that they used? That looked it was just uh, like a slick, like you know polyurethane kind of surface yeah that happens too it's possible you know what it's possible that they had a smaller ring but i don't think rings get smaller than 18 by 18 and um they i've seen that at like indie shows and stuff like that like Mm. it's just maybe it's cheaper than like a real canvas and it's just like some kind of fucking slip and slide material i don't fucking understand it i don't know why (laughs) companies even bother with that shit it was a dark look, you know, in terms of like yeah. the, the lighting here, but it was cool. It was unique, and we like seeing. That's one of my yeah, favorite things about yeah. GCWs when they travel a lot, obviously, and um, more than ECW in, in terms of like the number of cities that they're hitting, and you know, hitting the West Coast a lot more, and um, a lot of really interesting venues that they run. It's a lot of fun. That mm-hmm. we talked about the one in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, this one was really cool. Maybe the best. Somehow their business is good. About the show. And they're drawing smaller crowds than ECW was. And uh, I mean, they're drawing good crowds, but they're drawing smaller crowds than ECW was. But I think like there's um, nowadays there's like merch is like a way bigger deal than it ever that's ever been. Like people fucking love like T-shirts and shit like that. Like the like the uh, like even more so than they used to. Like people love those like drops. There's like the hype beast fucking. influence yeah. on fucking modern wrestling merchandise and you can thank colt cabana yeah. for all that shit probably and uh yeah but i think that's how these indie companies make a lot of their money or at least gcw does like they're they uh they fucking sell a fuck ton of merch but i don't know for sure but i love the way this venue looked like you said it was dark uh it was very uh intimate and it was just i, I like these kinds of venues it was very yeah. um very like I guess punk rock, like it looks, it looks good, and that's that's when GCW is at its best, and when it has like a cool, unique look like this. Well, and and the venue did has hosted a number of indie rock uh, concerts over the years, so including Modest Mouse. And <laughs> 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 uh, if and with that said, they they're still fucking struggling with their audio and video issues. Oh yeah. my god! Holy shit! They need to get this fucking figured so out, let's, man. Yeah. Let's get into the show. Yeah, let's so. Do it. We won't like go super into detail for every match, but the only match that was like seemingly free of technical issues was this opening scramble match. Yeah, and you know what? At this point, I'm convinced that scramble match, the GCW scramble matches are bad on purpose. Like they're quite a spectacle <laughs> to see, and sometimes there's some wild shit in it. Like they're a lot of fun to watch. But man, they're bad. There's some cringeworthy shit in there from really good wrestlers. It's the one match type that I've seen Tony Deppin look like an absolute fucking clown. And it's it's rough, man. And I see Jordan Oliver in a lot of these. And I know I like talked to how, oh, how good I think he is in the past. 
and then I get these guys to watch. Yeah, this, we see this him, has continued the yeah. proud tradition of me yeah. never seeing a good Jordan Oliver match. Yeah. And we watch this match, and like he's in this scramble, and he's and he's just doing really bad stuff. And I'm just like, oh my god! It, dude. it like, may be it may be just um, the wrestlers kind of not taking it seriously, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I right. mean that they look at it as okay. I'm in the scramble. It's a bit of fun, rather than a booking decision. Like, yeah. hey, make sure this is goofy. And I'm sure some guys. Um, I, I think some guys probably are just cringy on their own, regardless of you know the situation some, of the, yeah, the match sure. type the that guys, they're in. But-, but I can tell, like a lot of these guys are just out there, not taking it too seriously. They know it's not a huge spotlight or their big chance or whatever. And they're going to go out there and, and have a little bit of fun. That's what it feels True. like to me. Yeah. And, uh, and not, it was, yeah. And, and not worry about looking like a goofball or whatever. True. Yeah. And I think people forgive these kinds of matches a lot. Uh, I know I have in the past, um, Stan, yeah. Sam Stackhouse comes to mind, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough to watch, but I guess we had fun watching it. And then there was this big ass spot with Yoya. He jumps off the speakers Mm-hmm. It was a pretty big fucking drop, and uh, it looked good. It was cool. Whatever. Oh, we did actually technically get a technical issue, which because the audio cuts out near the end. Oh, so okay. the next match around, is around that dive, mute. I think. Yeah, yeah, around that dive, it cuts out, and then the next match is almost entirely mute, uh, which is Alex Shelley versus Nick Wayne. Do you think? Uh, which, do you think Yoya accidentally fucking like kicked a cord out or something like that when he went to do that dive? You know, it's possible. It's funny because like Brett Lauderdale himself was up there holding onto the speakers. <laughs> oh my oh, god, fuck. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, he was just like holding on to him, like hoping they wouldn't fall, and like, uh, you know, trying to keep him stable for Yoya, I guess. And yeah, maybe yeah, he must be worried about that. Props to him for. Props to him for rolling his sleeves up. They've they yeah. we've seen him. You know, every time we go to a GCW show, we always see him out there like doing shit and like. Dude, uh, when in Dallas, like he was in the bathroom, he was like the little mint guy, like asking you if you wanted a mint or <laughs> toothbrush oh my God. in the men's room, <laughs> no. or handing paper towels to people. <laughs> no, but we oh we usually see him out there, uh, out there, fucking like you know, trying to direct traffic when there's a lot of fucking chaos going on and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, He's uh, but like these audio issues, it got to a point where there was a pattern. So they would start to cut out and then it would finally go completely out. And then it would take them a couple minutes to fucking actually realize that it's out. Then you would get a feed that said, like, there's no signal from the venue. And it's them restarting their stream. And then the audio is back for a little while. Then it starts doing it again. The fucking stutter. Then the audio completely going out. Then the exact same thing. And it did this for the rest of the show. It'd only be up for like. A few minutes at a time. It's oh my god, it was so bad. So mm-hmm. this it, it definitely hindered my enjoyment of Alex Shelley versus Nick Wayne, um, which sucks too because he's like the hometown guy, so you yeah. know he got like a big reaction. Yeah, there was, and you don't get to hear it. And there was another big part later that it was completely silent for, and I was pretty bummed about. But yeah, yeah. that I mean this this match was cool. I mean it was okay. Like it, like it hindered my enjoyment of it, even though Alex Shelley is incredible. Dude, he's so good. This is definitely the best Nick Wayne's ever looked. Uh, yeah, he yeah, this was definitely Nick Wayne's best match. Um, and he even gave him a lot. I felt it felt it seemed kind of weird that he was selling for him so much. He but, doesn't um, care. He doesn't. But he care. but he like like I said, he doesn't care. And like he's teaching this kid, and he's really investing in the future here. And um, you know, it was a good match. Joey and I were saying earlier that if Nick Wayne doesn't, you know, hurt himself, you know, on some high spot or something. 
he's going to unlearn a lot of the stupid shit he does now. It's funny because I look at him and sometimes he makes this face and even almost even the way he's, his hair is reminds me of me when I was 17. <laughs> I wasn't that lanky, but that, oh, I hope he doesn't go bald. But he kind of reminds <laughs> me of myself and I think of all the cringy shit that I thought was fucking excellent you know when i was 17 so you got to give this guy a pass like like including dude, the hearts and the emo shit dude i mean i i would definitely fucking being if, a mark if, if a cutie pie was like hey let me can i put some fucking lipstick on you and at school like a dude i would fucking just simp out and let her fucking do it i swear to god <laughs> so so i mean like whatever i'd let her put fucking charm bracelets on me and wear them around but whatever like yeah, yeah so the hearts true. like I'm, I'm not judging him like you know He's obviously like a great athlete and uh, he's going to learn a lot of the, the stuff that he does wrong. And if he doesn't well, hurt himself, like he really is the future. You know? He'll either he'll either unlearn him or he'll develop a lot of really bad habits. But they they protect him a lot. He's always wrestling like a like a like a, a well-known professional or a veteran or something like uh-huh. that. Like he's always got those kinds of matches to the point where you're like, why is this guy wrestling Nick Wayne? You want to see him wrestle somebody else. But like. I get it. Like I totally get why like a, like AR Fox is wrestling Nick Wayne or Alex Shelley of course. Like um I Real get it. Real quick, a question for you. Um moving away from Wayne and and putting the spotlight back on Shelley. Question for Joey real quick mm-hmm. here. Generation like of the four generation next guys from Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um which I think they debuted that faction in 2004. Yeah. Who do you think is the best wrestler, like legacy and twenty twenty two talent wise? Does that make oh, sense? Ro- yeah, Roderick Strong, easy. Okay, you think it's Unless, strong? Yeah, I mean, who else would it be? Uh, I guess Austin Aries was really good, but he's like, but his legacy is completely tarnished and destroyed. Um, sure, J- Jack Evans was really good, but he's kind of phoning it in these days, and and he um, he announced recently that he's yeah. not that AEW is not reciting yeah. him. He's got one um, more appearance, I think. Who else do we got that I'm, th- I'm forgetting? I know there's more. I mean, but... it was just. I mean, really, it was just those four guys and, and yeah. Alex Shelley. So, so you yeah, think Alex right Shelley. now? You so you think right now, like Roderick Strong is is I a think, better wrestler? Yeah. Oh yeah, than Alex, I mean, Shelley? Alex Shelley's fantastic, and they work. They completely work two different, completely completely different styles. They honestly. do, yeah. But yeah, I think Roddy's better. Um, as far as like on the mic, Alex is better. But um, I think I think Alex is better in every regard. You think he's so? not not as famous because Roderick Strong is obviously signed to a bigger company. But mm. I think Alex Shelley is a natural charismatic. I think he's a better in ring storyteller. I don't know if he's as I haven't been good. watching. He's not as strong as Rod, Roderick Strong. Like for, you know, no play on words intended. But he's <laughs> I, um like I just think he's better all around. And I didn't know because I hadn't seen him in so long until right like the last year. That he was still so good because yeah. you know he feels kind of like a part timer. I don't know what else he's doing. Like I don't know if he's still doing music or or what he's doing. Uh, he's he's like a paramedic or something like that, or he's works in some uh-huh. kind, he works in the medical field. There but, you go. Uh, so that's probably why yeah. we're not seeing him enough. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm five foot nine or whatever, and like I'm not gonna get signed, and I'm gonna go do another career. But. Yeah, but he, you know, like I haven't seen Roderick lately because we don't really watch NXT anymore or anything. But um, the last great match I remember him being in, or at least I mean, he's probably been in great matches since then, because I know he had that match with uh, with Walter that I missed. Um, and man, I should go back and watch that at some point. But I, I the, the the match that comes to mind about uh, modern Roderick Strong is his match with Andrade on one of the takeovers. It was a championship match, 
and fuck that match was outstanding. Yeah. No, and, he's uh, he's yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and I I honestly yeah, man, there's they have their strengths and their weaknesses, but man, I think Roddy's better. I really do. He's he's uh, um he hits harder, he's his stuff looks better. I don't know. I he's just like kind of a I don't wrestling know if his machine. stuff looks better. It's just different stuff. I think it Shelly's is different so stuff. Good yeah. and smooth and he can also talk, and I think he's yeah. also just more charismatic in general. By the way, you mentioned a match with Walter. I'm not sure who that is. Is that the same guy that's now like Gunther Von Hitler or whatever? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, they, they did drop the last name for what it's worth, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh okay. my god. Oh fuck. Um that's an interesting conversation, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to go back and watch that match, but yeah, that's a that was a good question. I mean, too bad for Austin Aries. Austin Aries might like if we're talking about raw wrestling, like actual wrestling talent. I actually think Austin's probably better than both of them, but uh, he's kind of a shitty piece of shit now. <laughs> what was next, Doc? ACH and uh... yeah, ACH and Chris Dickinson. Um, technical sa- snafus aside, I thought this was pretty good. Um, don't really have a whole lot to say about it, but these guys, you know, they definitely worked pretty good together a lot of technical stuff that you don't really get out of a lot of gcw matches including the next one um any thoughts about this one i really liked it this was my favorite match of the card and we're going to talk about the main event here in a minute yeah i think this probably was the best match on the card i'd never heard dickinson um called dick string daddy before really we (laughs) hear every show I, yeah, every I, show. I, I guess I just fucking like tune out. So that was my first time actually catching that. Pretty <laughs> funny. String, but yeah. yeah, I thought this match had a terrific, terrific like first act and a terrific final act. But the middle kind of devolved into what's wrong with wrestling in 2022 with like meaningless strong style stuff. You know what I mean? Because they saw mm. it on they've, they've seen some Japanese wrestling and on the surface, but don't really understand some of it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the and, and I'm not just. Sure. I'm not just pointing the finger at these two guys. I think both these two guys are great. I think that's kind of pandemic and and wrestling today. But which is yeah, weird. like but I said, both of them are like ACH spent like a couple of years in New Japan. Uh, yeah, and I think listen, I think some of the New Japan guys don't really understand. You know, that's you know what the, you're right. The meaning of that. <laughs> Good but, point. Um, yeah, but man, like it, you know, they redeemed themselves down the home stretch, and man, he hit some brutal. Uh, Dickinson hit some brutal like dragon leg screws on uh, yeah. ACH, and you oh know, yeah, those look really nasty. Worked the leg, and ACH ended up doing a pretty good job of selling the leg, and he beat him with like a step over toe hold face lock. But yeah, here's here's where like you know my my boner died is like Dickinson gets the mic. And cuts a promo, putting over ACH, and he seems sincere and everything, but like no heat, no feud developing with these guys. Like, uh, I'm not saying these this should it's be the allowed. feud. Yeah, it's like not allowed. There's like nothing going forward with these guys mm. now, other than he said, and we should do it again sometime, brother. So, yeah. And this leads me to like <laughs> the hugging and kissing again. Yeah, it leads me to like my statement on GCW is like, it's essentially a traveling exhibition for mm-hmm. some of the biggest indie guys yeah, yeah. and whatever deathmatch guys and nostalgia acts. It could really. Yeah, I, don't, it, I don't think you could put it any better. It could really come become great if they did do more storylines. There is one storyline that has, they have ongoing right now, and they completely shit the bed with it in this show. Um, but they they uh, 
man, if they gave you something to sink your teeth into and they had like, you know, they want to be like old ECW, but they're missing a lot of stuff. They're missing a lot of the character stuff. They're missing a lot of. Oh, like, my God. Remember, that's remember like the, the promos? The, 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 yeah, yeah, that's the huge difference. Remember, yeah. Remember the fucking like, like, it's like they're like, oh, we do hardcore shit or whatever. Like, like completely missed the point. I mean, I, I remember like, remember the fucking Pulp Fiction promos they would do at the beginning of the fucking shows and like, um, they would have yeah, like the way I the way the way I didn't like the way that, that, but I remember that. Yeah. I, I love that stuff, and I love the like the um, the uh, the mixtures and like the kind of angles that they did, and like the way they made the shows flow and stuff well, like I'll that. Well, I'll tell and, you, I'll tell you the big difference if you just want to boil it down. Okay, hate booking. ECW booker? had yeah booking, but it, let's just talk about hate. Like the ECW wrestlers when they were going almost without fail, if it was a special attraction or something, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. but. Those dudes would build a program just based on fucking hate and vitriol and like yeah, fucking like true. heat, man. Like, yeah, dude, like there's some of the fucking like meanest fucking promos you've ever oh, yeah. seen and some of the most disrespectful mm-hmm. fucking yeah. great, just great shit. Well, there was like there was stuff like that in Ring of Honor, too. I remember. Yeah. In like, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. which and like we said, they established the code of honor so they could then break it. And, yeah, and exactly. Even, like, so GCW doesn't. You know, some of the guys are part time because, you know, they work other shows or like it's regional or whatever sometimes, but they could still do stuff with guys that are part time. Look at like in Ring of Honor, look at Homicide and Carino. Like Carino Mm -hmm. was just seldomly booked, but he had heat with Homicide, dude, when they had an ongoing feud and Carino was super part time. Yeah. You know? And you can do that shit. I love, yeah, you're right. I love the, like, I also love the, like, the creativity. Like, they're missing so much creativity in GCW with this stuff. They just have oh, two dude, people, mi- even when, yeah, even when they do, like, even when they do, like, angles and things like that, there's just zero creativity. And, like, remember, remember, like, uh, one of the earliest uh, feuds I remember uh, from Ring of Honor when I was watching, um, like, some of the older stuff uh, was DeVito. Remember they had DeVito and he yeah, was heavily yeah, yeah, featured. Yeah. You know what? DeVito's a lot like uh, Chris Dickinson. He's like, Chris Dickinson's like a, like Vito 2.0. They're not, he's he's not, not Vito. DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. Chris DeVito, Dickinson's better yeah. than DeVito. Yeah. But like, he, he kind of reminds me of like the exact same kind of character, like New Yorker guy. They kind of look the same. They're both bald. That's and they true, had, yeah. they had this gimmick of these guys and they fucking ran these wrestlers, uh, in the opening cards for a while. Right. There was, they were called, um, Oh my god, what were they called? They were like the fucking um they were like the fucking ravers, like the druggy ravers and shit like that. Yeah. Um, Remember they would come oh, out and like Becky Bayless was with them. Yeah. And, yeah, all those god, what was I if you asked me that <sighs> yesterday, I'd have been able to tell you who it was. Yeah. It was like Azriel. Oh my god, yeah. Azriel and like I can't remember what they were called. Uh, Special K. They were called Special, Special K. K. Yeah, yeah, Special yeah. K. I kept yeah. saying like K2, yeah. K something. Yeah. So they were running they were, I remember they were running like they were running those guys and they were just they were doing opening matches. They were exciting and stuff like that. They would come out and like with like party music and they were really just like funny, doing their thing. Yeah, really funny, funny stuff. And then just out of nowhere one day, DeVito comes out and fucking destroys them. Just completely destroys them. And it's so violent. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Then he comes to the back to cut cuts a promo and he talks about like how his fucking daughter was like like uh drugged and date raped by a, a, somebody like Oh, him. that's right. So Dude, fuck, I remember yeah. this. So shit. he yeah. fucking hates people like that. And like that was like his whole fucking like crux of going after them. And there was just so much creativity behind that, and it added so much like heat to what they were doing, and it was so fucking good it's like booking 101 is to have like a personal issue and then fucking build on that and it was awesome and then something that like we said something that gcw is missing is is a good booker to put all this together they do have this storyline going on with john wayne murdoch and um 
and uh, Alex Cologne, but they completely shit the bed with it on this show. Doc here confirmed that they didn't have that John Wayne Murdoch promo even on yeah. the feed, on the pay-per-view. Yeah, like, and we they saw had live. They had a promo with him today, and it was okay. It was good. It was a good promo. But then they had Alex Cologne come out and cut a promo on him too, and they were having a back and forth in the ring, and the sound cut out. So they uh, were sitting there yeah. talking, and nothing, no sound. And then the ending was just like really like just like they didn't like fight. Match. They didn't brawl. They didn't yeah, do anything. What? But they ended up they ended up challenging each other. And I guess they're doing a a, a match called the, match. That, that COS match. Like nobody, they never said what it was what it stands for, right? Like uh, GCW never said what it stands for. It just said COS, right? And then like every, we've seen the graphic. You know, we talked about it in our Discord and stuff like that. And then there was like a um, for a completely different reason. For a completely but... different reason, we won't get into that, but. We, they, he was like, what does it stand for? And it turns out it, it stands for Cage of Survival. And it's going. I guess it's going to be their big blow-off match. And uh, it's going to be a Cage of Survival match. But even then, like, there was no fucking, like, direction for their feud. As good as that fucking initial um, part of their feud was in Dallas, um, or at least the second part, or whatever the fuck it was, and he fucking threw him out or whatever, and he did the selling of his arm. No mm-hmm. selling of the arm. He's not. He doesn't have it bandaged up. He didn't have it in a cast. Nothing. And he's back on the show. Like, I just, like what are they doing? They had something good here. And, it, and, and they completely dropped it. It's, it's just, it's, this is what's fucking wrong with GCW. They fucking well, smoked too much weed and just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like one of those things where, like, I think that they have, like, these big shows. Like, I, like the Joey Janela Spring Break show. It's on WrestleMania weekend. A lot of eyes are going to be on the product. Yeah. I think they did a better job creating hype for the brand than they honestly they, 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 they do. did on the world on GCW show. Yeah. Because I thought that didn't do a great job at like making like if you weren't already watching them. I don't think they did a great job of being like, yeah, this is what yeah. it's all about. We watched s- them. But I thought the spring break part one did. Yeah. And then like everything they build is just like non-existent. We we talk about this week in and week out. GCW needs a real booker, period. That's their problem. Uh, besides the technical issues, they need to fucking get a booker. They just need to get a booker. They need to stop thinking that their shit don't stink and that what they're doing is the right way to do it. It's time to go to the next level because people have your their eyes on GCW. It's even time if to it's fucking just put like, it together. Even if it's just entry level shit, like Brett knows yeah. that hey, we're we're gonna you guys are working together in you know whatever uh, Columbus or whatever next yeah. weekend. So. Here's the here's the booking. You fucking hate him, and you you're gonna go out with the mic and talk shit about him, and then when he walks away, you're gonna fucking hit him and then fucking brawl. Yeah, you know what I mean. How about mm-hmm. just even, dude? And how we're we're bored with that seeing that on AEW TV, but even that in GCW would be something, and it would elevate like you know whatever their their style. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. have a little bit of fucking hate, man. Add that hate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see ACH and fucking Chris Dickinson fucking. Kiss Hug and kiss. Yeah, we've yeah we've talked about that before. Like, how about you. ACH is fucking pissed? Mm-hmm. You know, how about that? Is that you know? Yeah. Pay, pay me ten dollars. Like, I'll fucking mm-hmm. come book your show. Here's my booking. Um, yeah, he <laughs> lost and he's pissed. He thinks you're a piece of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. No. No. You're right. You're right. Like something that we can like. He like, can't grab believe he lost to such a piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right and um that's yeah you're right that's it that's all they need they need something that we can sink our teeth into and it would take them to the next level i mean they did it with gage and they did it with rsp and gage became bigger than he's ever been because of that um rsp got kind of a raw into the deal on that but 
um, ended up getting the raw end of the deal on that. But like that fucking made GCW. They went from they went from like like a lower level indie to like a high level indie, like just from that feud. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they fucking need more of that shit. And they like how exciting, how much more exciting was the Matt Cardona gauge stuff with all that heat fucking building up than anything we've seen on GCW since, you know, how excited we were to watch that, you know, they just, they need stuff, you know, well, Well, back on track of the show. Um, I'm actually surprised. These are the last match of your match of the night, because I thought you were a big fan of Gringo Loco and ACF versus Bussy. Man, this was a, this was a total goof fest. I can't believe these are the, and they're, and, Okay, here's the deal. I can believe that they are GCW champions because they are super over with every crowd that, you know. Not just that they're GCW tag champions, but who do they take it off? They beat the Briscoes for them. Yeah, we talked about that last week. And uh, Bussy is over with every crowd that I've seen them go out in front of, including the live crowd. So I don't want to be a Jim Cornette and, you know, fucking like kick dirt on money if it's money. They're fucking killing the business. Yeah, I mean, well, I, yeah. I, I don't want to kick dirt on on their money, but at the same time, like it's not for me, and I don't care about it, and it's it's bad. And they the, don't, the what's up with the what's up with the effy like rapey spots too? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't. We have the Briscoes as a real tag team. I still don't buy like um, Second Gear Crew uh, as a uh-uh. uh, as a real tag team. They're just two singles guys that they have in a tag team together. I don't buy. I can buy, but like a uh, bussy. I can buy them as a tag team. But like, there's not enough actual tag teams in GCW to like to to build like a feud for them. Like you know, I, yeah, that's true. Go, going back, to, I feel like they have more titles in the company than they do like people. Yeah, they have. A well, lot. yeah, well. they need, and that's that's another problem. Like they need an actual tag division. They need to book actual tag teams that are out there yeah. working. They need to, uh, and you know, we you saw you posted like the Beyond Wrestling card and stuff, and there's some tag teams on there I've never heard of. We obviously yeah. just had a big giant Crockett Cup in Nashville with NWA, and like a lot of those were real tag teams. Real tag there, teams. There, there was some guys thrown together, but a lot of real tag teams, and uh, you could do it. They're not doing it. It's just another mistake. But dude, going back to like the Effie spots, and we're talking about the same thing they're going, doing with Gold Dust. Obviously, like you have a, an actual gay wrestler behind it this time, right? Right. And it's not not just a gimmick, but dude, the reaction is also like a hundred, hundred eighty degree. It's also like, different. Yeah, yeah that's true. they love it. Yeah, and it's I guess it, I guess it. Yeah, I guess it's. I don't know. I guess it's funny. It's just. It's also kind of like, dude, you're like you're fucking somebody's face, you know, like in yeah. a match or whatever. It's very, very weird. There's a there's something to be said. You're, there's absolutely something to be said about that, and I do. I don't know that, what. It, well, yeah, and I don't know what there is to be said about it. But we're just if you commenting. also if you also <laughs> lean into if you also lean into that too much, like I I would like to see them uh, in in the feud that we're talking about, like like some kind of good storyline and stuff like that. I did like the storyline between them two, where we watched we watched the blowoffs here fun, in, yeah. here in Dallas. That was a lot of fun to watch, and you know what? They didn't lean into their sexuality so much in terms of like uh um you don't want to see a heel saying some fucking bad shit you know what i mean you don't want to see a heel saying some homophobic shit just because they're feuding with with bussy yeah uh-huh. and uh i don't i, I don't want to see that so if you lean into that too much do you invite some of that stuff or you know is this like just a really iffy thing to talk about like well i want to see is, them it, it we got to walk the tightrope right but uh, hopefully all this stuff 
Effie is comfortable with, and I'm yeah. sure he is. Like I'm sure, sure I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not. Hey, man, like you're gay, so go out there and fuck his face. I'm sure it's not right. that. And he's like, oh goddamn right. it, I gotta fucking pay the bills. So I, right. I, 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 I don't get that feeling at all. You know, okay. I feel that it's something that he is into. You know, either either yeah. he thinks either he finds the comedic value in it, or thinks that, or or maybe even believes it's like subversive and like some like progressive or positive way. I don't know. You know, we'd have to ask him about it, but I don't know yeah. what kind of answer we would get. Like, Me neither. How do you even ask that question? I wish we, I wish we could get him on the show because I think he'd be a really interesting yeah. guest. Um, for sure. For sure. Cool. Good worker. You know, I I, I love I like to watch him wrestle and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 we always wonder about that. And uh, um, I want to see them with, like deal with some real tag teams. That's what you think about uh, Doc. What do you think about this match? Like. Uh, as a, as a whole, though, like you take I all mean, that it was stuff. Kind out of, it. I, I I think it could have been better. I, I like I really like Gringo Loco. He wasn't really in the match much, um, and it was just kind of I don't know. There was like some of the same stuff that you get kind of in the scramble match, where there's like kind of goofier spots that you know, mm. like, like the live crowd likes it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just you know, didn't really give me a whole lot. I thought it. Yeah, again, I just thought it was. It's not for me. I just thought there there was too much goofy shit yeah. in it. I didn't give a shit. And like you said, Gringo didn't elevate the match at all like i thought you know we yeah get... i thought he was too I, I was excited when i saw him and i was and yeah and we love him around here and yeah i just... figured yeah i i i assumed that it would be you know the entertainment value would be about like one of the scramble matches you know once i saw you know that that he was doing it but no you when you said that dickinson versus ach was the best match on the card i'm like obviously he didn't see Bandito versus Janela because I thought that was pretty good. At least what I saw of it. Because yeah, I that to, was pretty good. I, had to, I was I, cooking at the yeah. same time, but like that was. I had real some time constraint. I I did. You're right. I did skip through most of this. Yeah. I had some time constraints. And, I think uh, you know you know what turned me off this match was the the commentary for whatever mm-hmm. reason like like pushing the Janela character or whatever. And I just I wasn't feeling it. And I think that was more of a me thing and me saying, all right, I don't have that much time and I need to watch, I need to watch high incidents. So yeah, I they got, through it they got like, re- they were ridiculous about it to some extent. Mm-hmm. Like they were like after the match, when Joey wins of a roll up, uh, the biggest spot in the match was he did this dive off. The he stage dove over like rows of fans. Yeah. That got, was awesome. It, he got far. And when he landed, he landed, he took a, uh, he had so much momentum and then Bandito did a cutter to him on the apron. Yeah. So he hit it, but like it was kind of fucking sloppy, which was fine. You would have liked it, mm-hmm. Davey. But fucking he had so much momentum. He went fucking flopping into the ring. For, but he was like standing on that stage and he fucking jumped. He cleared rows of fans. It was crazy. I was kind of annoyed because the initial camera angle showed just how far it was. But then the one they they, they did, the one that they actually used for it. Yeah, made it look like it was just kind of like this little hop. Yeah, but it was fucking awesome. And you, yeah, it, it was like awesome. I could like you could imagine like if you were if you were there at the show and you were sitting in that row and you watched Janela like, fly over you. That was just that's which is yeah. the most insane visual. So yeah. it was cool. I think this was the best match on the card. Um, but uh, back to the point about a uh, commentary yeah. after the match, Joey drinks like this yellow liquid and they just like beat this to death. They're like, oh, he's drinking piss. He's drinking piss. Yeah. He's a piss drinker. It's like it's, and they, like it was just like, oh, my God, like it wasn't funny the first time you said it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a okay. doesn't drink piss. I just only saw Joey. I just saw the spot and you're talking about yeah. I pulled, I pulped the, the replay back up and there's yeah, here's the spot. It's a meme amongst like the GCW shows or whatever that there's a guy that's there all the time and he brings a big old jug of green tea 
and they call it the piss jug and he's the piss jug guy and there's t- i saw i saw that guy yeah man i was like is that yeah. guy carrying around his peepee like yeah that's yeah exactly <laughs> we saw him on the show and like yeah so that's like a thing and then they, they just fucking went crazy with it when janella drank out of it he drank out oh, of it yeah. and leaked okay, all over that's, his face that's kind of cool because that's knowing like a little that's knowing like a little tidbit about like your promotion and your fans and like the talk True. and getting a, get a little mile. I guess. But they yeah. went overboard as well. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's on commentary. I'm seeing the spot and like they totally fuck this up because they have the camera behind Janelle and you can see like, yeah, you can see like the depth and the height and everything he's doing. And yeah. then they, they switch to a ground camera and it's, it's not as spectacular. It's not as spectacular, looks- but you could still tell it was spectacular. So, yeah, so that was that match. And then the ne- we uh, next had Minoru Suzuki versus Two Cold Scorpio. Uh, this was fine. Um, Scorpio did better than expected. He's kind of, you know, washed out a bit. But, you know, you got what you'd expect. Suzuki, you know, did a good job carrying the match. Didn't really have a lot you know to say what? About it. I don't agree. <laughs> I thought this was way better than it, like, had, like, than I ever th- I even thought it was going to be. We've seen some really bad shit from Too Cold Scorpio since he's been working with GCW. This was not one of those matches. I felt like he tried hard. I don't think he was carried. That's I fair. thought he did a good job. He doesn't do the strong style stuff very well because he's mm-hmm. not a strong style wrestler. But yeah. man, he went to the top rope and he did his shit. He, he fucking, did get his, he did he get bust, his shit in. Mm-hmm. He yeah. busted his ass and he did his shit. And I don't think that he was necessarily hard carried, but they had a good match. And... Uh, you could tell Suzuki was showing him legitimate respect at the end of the match. Too Cold Scorpio doesn't have a lot in the tank per night, but he spilled it out for sure in this mm. match. I'm, I'm just uh-huh. just kind of running through it. Yeah, but yeah, Suzuki hits him with a got style pile driver right doc. Mm-hmm. Finishes. Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's how he wins. Then uh, obviously we had the Cologne Murdoch matches. We already talked about you know the impact there. Yeah, nothing really exciting. It was weird. He wrestled Hoodfoot in like. I've been looking forward to seeing what Hoodfoot was all about. Didn't do anything for me, but it was also like a crappy death match. And uh, they were just hitting each other with light tubes back and forth most of the time. There was a couple yeah. glass spots. And then uh, uh, John Wayne Murdoch cut a promo afterwards, and it was pretty good. Um, he was talking shit about um, Alex Cologne and stuff like that. And I figured, you know, okay, they, there doesn't need to be a story here. He's just getting his matches, uh, his, his defenses in. You know they're building him in in uh in Alex Cologne whatever right, so then Alex Alex Cologne has a match right after him and I'm like what <laughs> like why is this guy even on shows right now like they should keep him off shows like if if you were booking and you had something as decent as uh, Cologne versus Murdoch this story that you're telling you pay Alex Cologne to stay home like you're like hey I know you would normally be booked on this show but we need you to stay home for the storyline here's here's your pay still. You pay this guy to fucking stay home. And uh they don't. And he comes out, his arms not wrapped or anything. He did the they did the injury angle and uh they just completely shit the bed. We talked about this already. I don't have to go over it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then the fucking yeah. sound cut out and oh my god, like what the fuck, man? The one storyline that they have going on, they drop. They drop the ball. Yep. God damn. Well, I'm sure Cologne works other promotions too, so like are they going to pay him to stay home from everything? You know, um, well, no, but no, you just don't do. You just don't respect that continuity. Yeah, right? the continuity. Kind of, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that just work that just work yeah. GCW, and he just you wa- know, and, or just watch. That, I'm sorry, yeah. just watch. He has a match with Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we, uh, yeah, and we, just skipped we skipped through it. it. I couldn't handle it. 
I just yeah. I was so mad about seeing him with no fucking cast on his arm or anything like that. Like maybe they can salvage it by having a crazy ass match at Cage of Survival. Oh, maybe. And then we had the Briscoes versus Second Gear crew in a scaffold match. What was the name that you used earlier, Davey? Uh, high Incident is what this was. High Incident. Yeah. This was kind of crazy. They did a lot of, frankly, dangerous stuff. A lot of dangerous spots. Uh, a lot of unprotected hair shots. And kind of leads to another problem I have with just the way GCW books. This ends in a fucking draw. So High Incident is like a reference to like an ECW event, right? So yeah it was it was yeah it wasn't if you look at the pictures from the ecw high incident um wait which wait high the ecw high incident what was it yeah uh it was from it was like in 96 it was at it was just at the ecw arena oh i remember okay yeah all right i'm looking at it now yeah it was um fucking eliminators um you've seen the clips right yeah and uh the dudes from fucking um the guys who fucking wrestled in um it was fucking Steve Williams and 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 uh, Terry Gordy and uh, Bam Bam. Yeah, it was because uh, they, they they were doing their all Japan tag team. Right. That's what I'm, I'm stumbling over that. I like remember. Yeah, their... we you and I watched that match. The fucking we, it's Steve yeah. Williams. It's Steve Williams and Terry Gordy versus the Olympians. Yeah. yeah, we you and yeah. I watched that match together years ago. What was their name in all Japan? Their tag uh, team. Miracle, they won... miracle of, of violence. Mirac- connection. The miracle violence connection. Yeah. yeah. They because they won the the they they won the um the tag championship in, in mm-hmm. all Japan. So dude, I can't believe, and I remember like watching that and thinking like, I can't believe these guys are on this rickety ass shit. The GCW scaffold setup looked outright fucking pro compared to the shit they had in ECW. But yeah. mm-hmm. anyway, back to the match. Um, I kind of hated this. I mean, it was, you know, you had some fucking spectacle or whatever. You had some crazy spots. And I know the Briscoes are fucking the toughest dudes out there. They've done shit like this before, you know. Remember they've done shit. They've done plenty of shit like this. Yeah, ladder war. Plenty of shit like this before, and and crazy stuff. And then rumored stuff. Like I remember there was a rumor that Mark or Jay just showed up at a fucking random party at some fan's house. There and they were doing. There was like a shitty backyard show, and one of one of them just got invited and showed up and called his brother over, and they just had an impromptu fucking crazy match with like dives off the house onto each other and shit <laughs> for no money just got drunk and fucking we're doing this so like yeah there's history these guys are crazy but like dude they posted the cute picture with their kids from easter mm-hmm. and like they're just <laughs> i know they can do this and i know they're fucking tough enough to do this and they're probably tougher than just about anybody out there that's not just a full-on fucking you know garbage wrestler or whatever but they don't need to do this it doesn't add anything for them. They're at their best when they're having a fucking match like, you know, and obviously FTR is high bar, but having a fucking like tag team wrestling match in a ring with some semblance of normal tag team wrestling rules. They excel at that. And I just, man, I'm sure they would tell me to shut the fuck up. They heard me talking or whatever, but I love those guys. Hey man. Oh, shucks. I love those guys and I just don't want I just don't want them to fucking like get hurt and go on one of them go on the shelf or having a fucking match with second second gear crew. Well, especially when like the, the match is just like with a finish like this. The crowd like hated it. Like that's all that people are gonna remember the finish, is that like yeah. they had a shitty finish. Talk- uh, it doesn't matter that they killed the thing, you know, try to kill each other in it. It's just it's that, weird. That it's weird to have a no 
a no contest in a match where it it's just everything goes. That's so stupid. Well, apparently, uh, SmackDown had a countout in a lumberjack match. Like this week? Like yes. The lumberjacks oh were fucking like couldn't do their fucking job. <laughs> Did you guys know? Okay, so for this match, like, did you notice the crew had like removed all of the ringside chairs? Mm, I like, did not notice that. I thought they, yeah. I thought people were just moving. No. So all the all the ringside chairs, they took them up. You know how early in the match you could see the ringside fans standing up, like you could see their chairs below or beside them. They were gone. Um. Hmm. So they removed the chairs. Then they must have stacked them up because there was no short. You know, chairs were not in short supply. But give them a really. There's already like a narrow area to brawl outside the ring, but. As you know, like Joey and I talked about, we we just ended up doing standing room, even though we had seats. And when you don't have a chair, that's kind of like your real estate. You tend to move like close into the ring, and they were so close for this shit. They like barely had a margin right. to work with outside the fucking ring. And True. like, dude, fans were barely escaping like some of the chair ricochets and shit. And eventually, like one fan hilariously got like trapped under like a table. Like that was involved in a table spot and basically got crushed between a broken table, a breaking table in the ring. I feel like it like must have got up or peed or something like that because I did not see this spot. Dude, the funniest. I'll I'll share images, but man, the funniest look on his face. Like he looked alternately like, "Am I hurt?" and "Am I in trouble?" and also, "I'm a huge mark." (laughs) Like look on his face. So funny. Oh my God. I'll have to share that with you guys. Yeah, I need to see that shit. I haven't, I, I completely missed that. Even when we sat here and watched the match, I must have went to pee or something really quick. It was when Justice know. hit Mark with a side Russian leg sweep, mm-hmm. like off the scaffold. Off the scaffold. The yeah, we saw that. Yeah, there's a fan that gets trapped. It was on that hilarious. spot. On that spot. Yeah. How did I not see that? That wasn't the, the hip toss. That wasn't the hip toss spot that fucking Mark got folded up on. That nasty. It wasn't the nasty one. It was nasty for the fan, but there, there's another. We just won't talk about that now. But there's just a nasty fucking. I'm spot pulling it up right now. I gotta find. I gotta find this because that was yeah. that's crazy. Mark gets fucking like hip tossed. I guess. I think that was. I think that was the move, kind of. Um, off the stage through a table that's mm-hmm. against the ring and just fucking gets folded up. It looked. He was okay, but man, it looked brutal. That I think that was more brutal looking than the than the finish, but um. Man, like Mark took this nasty, unprotected chair shot on the stage. There was a lot of like chairs getting thrown at heads, but I yeah. think Warner like smacked the shit out of Mark. Unprotected. Like, yeah. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Man, bullshit. Like J- Jay was throwing chairs at heads, but he kind of knows how to do it. Kind of hits you at an angle. Really pro. <laughs> I just saw the spot. You, just, you saw it. Yeah. yeah. He, he looks like, oh my God. He looks like he just survived an IED or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So some scary stuff here. And one thing, we always shit on GCW for technical issues. They try to do something good here, technically. Uh, re- so re- Instant replays? <laughs> okay. Instant replays. But since it's a tag team brawl and you know they're going to be brawling around the arena, they did something I think more wrestling companies should do. Which they introduced split screen. Oh, so you've yeah, got yeah. you've got one brawl. Oh, yeah. You've got yeah. one brawl on the left and one brawl on the right. I, I think if it's not the their debut of that, it's they're they're pretty early on in doing that mm-hmm. because they didn't know when to switch out of split screen. Like when the all four wrestlers were like in the same shot, 
with two different cameras. It was really confusing. They didn't know when to switch it back to single screen. And then eventually they just went away from it altogether when they could have broken it back out again. But, yeah. you know, A for effort, and uh, hopefully they learn from their mistakes because I think that would be a really cool feature, and no other company is really doing that. Remember the um, the brawl with, like, Sting and Darby and, yeah. and mm-hmm. the Hardy Boys? Like, they could have easily... Yeah, that'd be so cool. That's a, a great point. That's, that's straight-up innovation right there. Yeah, so you got to give them credit for that, although, you know, mm-hmm. the execution was lacking, and then they just went away from it altogether, yeah. but still. Yeah, because that, like, that was a really brief window where they did that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but what'd you guys think about the finish here? They called it a draw for some reason, even though this, Justice went through, you know, Jay first. Yeah, I was gonna say, shouldn't there have been like an instant replay or something? Like, oh yeah, like this guy went through the table first. Like, no, you both went through tables. And you didn't even need instant replay for that. Like anybody right, who was is that watching. is that the traditional finish for a scaffold match? Is somebody has to get thrown through a table from the yeah. or just thrown from the scaffold? Or put through a table. I guess I guess a dive counts on, on onto an opponent. That's All right, fair enough. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. It, either it way, either way, yeah, they fucking, they did a draw finish. Just a bunch of brawling and fucking stiff chair shots and whatever didn't really mean much. And and when you have a match with guys fucking maybe getting concussed when there's not yeah. any hot angle to speak of, just so some fucking, just so some fucking dude from Detroit who paid 35 bucks can go, oh, I mean, I I mean, there's a little heat there because they've had their matches in the past, and the first two matches were over the the championship, and then uh, then they had that three way. So they've had they've been locked in matches, but you're right, there's no heat, like there's no promos. Well, yeah, I mean, we've we've watched all this, and yeah, we don't give a shit about the heat. Exactly. Yeah, these spots are in the match because that's what Second Gear Crew does. Type of matches they have. The end. If you don't like it, I guess we don't have to watch. But which is was, weird because I've I've seen both those guys have matches that weren't like that. Yeah, and know? it's just what they're doing now. And of course, like everything I read online when I hit the little hashtag was like, "Holy shit! Holy fuck! Incredible! Insane!" And yeah, there yeah. was some crazy spots, but you know, at the end of the day, it what just felt like a series of spots that culminated in that finish. And I mean, if, if we were there, looked, the we stuff looked good. And the Briscoes. The Briscoes didn't. Hey, the Briscoes didn't look stupid. Like they still looked bad. Do, do, do you know what people were saying? This was awesome. What's what? that? The same people that that hate Will Osprey. Dude, Think honestly, so? they, <laughs> I, don't know I have about no that. idea. I'm just like, like, like I'm, I'm just, just saying. I was like, know. really? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, but like, you know, I mean, it, it's weird that they did a fucking draw. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna go. They're gonna go from this. How do you go? Where do you go from a scaffold match? Uh, that's that crazy where do you go from here actual death cage of survival i mean is every match gonna be a cage of survival match like is this where all the blow the crappy blow-offs go to be blown off like like the helen and cell pay-per-view now right yeah maybe i don't know let's see maybe at least the briscoes can cut a cool promo on them on their twitter or whatever like hopefully we'll get at least that because those are awesome all right so aw dynamite uh april 20th 420 we open oh, up with shit. I forgot, dude. I forgot to watch this fucking episode, dude. Fuck. Oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> dynamite, dude. What happened? Dude, what happened? Oh, fuck. So, well, you missed CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, man. We talked about the Dustin promo that led into this. 
And I am dying because we haven't talked about this. I'm dying to know what you guys think. Doc, why don't you fucking take it, man? Oh, I thought this was really good. Um, I I really like Punk has been really good about this ever since he came back where he sells like not quite injuries, but he sells like damage that's been done in prior matches. So like he was selling the knee a lot during that Penta match because of the, the botch and he kept selling that knee here. And like Dustin would do that a bit too when his uh, because they would just kind of like work each other's body parts and whatnot. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, you had a lot of cool spots. Uh, Dustin does a crossroads, do a pile driver. Punk still kicked out of that, which was kind of crazy. Uh, the, I will say the finish was a little weird. Uh, he goes for the GTS. Dustin counter tries to counter it, but then Punk just like sits on him for like a leverage pin. And that was the finish. I would have liked a little bit of a stronger finish than that. But overall, I thought the match was pretty good. Joey. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, honestly, I actually expected something way crazier from them, like way better, but I didn't think it was bad. Sure. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. It was a good opener. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Honestly, I just it was enjoyable. It was a match that I think I always wanted to see. Dustin is just Dustin is the man. Like, I think they're both excellent at yeah at selling. You know what I mean? I think um, Dustin is probably the best seller on the roster. Like he, you know. He's up maybe. there for sure. Mm, yeah. yeah, maybe. Punk did a great job. Punk did seem like his cardio isn't as good as Dustin's. Yeah, something was <laughs> off. Yeah, something was kind of yeah. off. Yeah, it was just not I as good as I I think that's what it was. And, and, you know, again, like, you know, they weren't doing anything crazy. And I'm not, I, I know that takes, it's a lot of energy exerted to do what they did. But, dude, it's just it's just kind of a note that I think Dustin is in better shape than CM Punk. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's crazy. But I thought it was really good. I for some reason I normally don't like that finish either, but it worked and there's some precedent for sure. it. I, and I liked that, you know, Dustin kind of got beat in a way that protects him, which I'm shocked that they did. Yeah, I thought the selling here was was excellent. I actually watched it a second time because I was a little distracted the first time through. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, was that kind of boring? And then I, I rewatched it and it kind of clicked for me on the second mm-hmm. time. I think it's a little better than I gave it credit for initially and uh yeah, I dug it, man. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. I mean, I, it, like I said, it didn't blow me away, but I liked it. I think it has a lot to do. I'm watching a lot of older matches, too, in my spare time. And so my my brain is a little tuned to some slower paced stuff, too. And I'm, mm. you know, haven't, I, you know, I'm able, I'm not saying you guys aren't able to appreciate that. I'm not trying to be insulting or anything, but I think it's just like kind of my diet, my wrestling diet of, of late was suited toward this match a little bit more than it might have been a year ago sure so yeah i i actually ended up really enjoying it the second time through a lot more than i did the first cool uh after the match hangman comes down to uh stare down cm punk we're getting that match soon well uh, probably at the next pay-per-view it wasn't quite so blatant but like they they just kind of crossed paths like one guy was going to the back the other guy was coming in and then they just looked at each other and they well, stared at Hangman each other. Well, didn't have a match, so... Oh, okay. Uh, then we had uh, Wardlow in the back. He has to be escorted by security now to his matches and wear handcuffs before the matches, so... That'll lead to his match later. Then our next match was the Blackpool Combat Club against the completely random three-man assortment of Dante Barton, Lee Moriarty, and Brock Anderson. I guess we should note, Yuta came out in new gear... Yeah, it was still weird. Um, but yeah, we had just talked about how he uh, 
he needed to, like he needed to make some kind of changes and he did he came out with white pants with blood on them so that's a step in the right direction i guess um still not buying him <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm still not shame. i'm sorry i'm still not buying him i don't i don't know man <laughs> i don't know what it is good wrestlers still don't buy him yeah, I think they're taking for granted a little bit that like he fits in with these guys. Like, yeah, you you did get him over with the Moxley match. Yeah, but I think it's being taken for granted a little bit that they should be putting this fucking in. effort into Brock Anderson. <laughs> and then, except Brock Anderson is having to fucking eat shit in this match, and he's so fucking good, and like he looks like he looks I, the part. I, I he think looks he was, like a fucking killer. Yeah. He looks the part. If you put Brock Anderson in this spot, it'd be a hundred times better. But you know. Whatever. Well, then Tony couldn't lie in bed at night and say, I took a guy like Will or Yuta and made him a main event player. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. It's not that's quite a main event player know. yet, not but quite, fair but enough. Yeah. TV, dude. TV, Rampage main event. <laughs> this is just, oh my God, dude. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I hated seeing um, Brock Anderson in this spot. That's a guy that they could really do something with, I think. Um, I thought they. I thought he actually looked the best of the three guys they were up against. To be honest, yeah. I felt like they did like, especially with him and Mox. It felt like this down the road will be a really good match someday. Yeah, I mean that's why they should have put that effort into him. But yeah, we'll see. Um, but obviously, Black Bull Combat Club wins. Not shocking. We then have an undisputed elite segment. They kind of complain about their recent string of losses. And Cole says that they're going to rally the troops and they're going to have a 10-man open tag team challenge for next week, which I believe we actually already know who the team is. It's Dante, the Varsity Blondes, and then Brock and Lee Johnson. So mixing up the Lees. All right. Um, I'm li- look, I'm anytime that we can get Brock Anderson on TV, I'm stoked, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll uh, he'll get some segment with uh, Red Dragon or the Bucks or even Adam Cole. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we have the Lethal Crew and Joe. They just kind of have like a back and forth uh, little vignette. Continuing your mind that us that that feud exists. The Tony Khan huge announcement. We already talked about that early early on the show, so we'll just skip right ahead to. Uh, I guess we'll just skip to Wardlow and the Butcher, which had been like announced, and then they did all this shit. So it was kind of like, oh, I guess it's finally happening. Uh, MJF and Sean Spears are up in a suit. Or a sweet, rather. Uh, they make fun of uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers. So I can't remember what he called him exactly. This... Uh, but anyways, they made fun of him, pissed off the crowd. This match was kind of nothing. Orla won, hits uh, four power bombs. Uh, this is not the butcher that we were hoping to see. <laughs> no, I can't believe that. Um, you know this. They only gave him a three minute match. Like, why yeah. even build him? Why even have that match on Rampage or whatever last there week? Was a, he, there was. Remember, he had a, the, that squash yeah. match. I guess. Yeah. Why even yeah. do that? Why build him if uh, if you're yeah, just going to be have competitive? Him? Yeah, it's enough that he's a big guy, you know, before to make Wardlow look good for a squashing. Him, I know? mean, it was a little competitive, but just because it went to picture and picture, and then they had so a botch. Kind of had to have the heat spots. Yeah, and then there was that bad botch. Oh my god, dude. Oh man. It, Completely took the wind out of my sails. What was the botch again? I don't remember. I just remember. It I think was one I think I... Butcher fell. Did did like the Batista? Oh yeah, like, it was like on the power oh, bomb. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I fucking just went like, oh no. Like, <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't. I don't mind. Like they have a mistake. You know, to me, it's just you know another 
another guy that doesn't have chemistry with Wardlow and has chemistry with other people. I I haven't had seen Wardlow have in-ring chemistry with anybody yet. He's been okay. He's, he's acquitted himself and all that, but it's not been like, holy shit, did you see Wardlow and fill in the blank? And if it's yeah, not, he's never had a breakout. Match. If it's not going to be MJF, then I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like he's going to be a big guy, and you could you can use him and all that, but I don't give a shit about him, and I I still don't give a shit about him. I, he's better than some of the you know c- comparable guys in other promotions, but are in one in one specific promotion. But that's <laughs> that's faint praise. I like him. I'll take I'll, at least he's more believable than like a Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. for me. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see a guy that can that can wrestle like because i guarantee i i just don't see wardlow having a match that we get excited about with mox i i don't i don't see him no. doing that, and, and we know wheeler can do it because he did it well i bet he and could. booking booking was on his side but dude booking's on wardlow's side i mean he's booked like a That's like true, a fucking yeah. like the literal world change he's well, booked as a guy who squashed cm punk he's booked as a guy who could take out like hordes of security like he's getting Braun Strowman bullshit booking and like great, but can he deliver? We to don't wrestling know. Fans? You say you say that that we wouldn't get excited about him having a match with Mox, like like that the same kind of like with Willie Yuta, but I think you're wrong about that because we got excited about him having a match with Butcher and it didn't turn out to be what we wanted, but it's not really on him. That's really on the but booking. That, yeah. So I mean, that was because we had seen like Butcher have a killer we'll match abso- with Darby. We would absolutely have him have get we'll absolutely there will absolutely be a time where we're excited to see him. I just think we haven't given him a chance. I haven't, I haven't seen. At least he's been believable for me. We haven't seen him in in a in a match where he's shit the bed, um, in, in a competitive match or anything or like a really mat a real match. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen him. We, yeah, I th- like good dude. We haven't seen him do good or okay. bad. Yeah, yeah. We he's have- competent. Like he's totally competent. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he hasn't, you know, been exposed or anything. Maybe he won't be. You know, because maybe he's just that yeah. solid fundamentally. And I hope we'll so. And he, you know, we'll see. But being solid fundament fundamentally and being a you know good hand or whatever is not good. the same as somebody who can have you know matches that we get really excited about. And I I honestly don't think that he could have that type of match with Moxley. I just don't. I'm not. I, I, don't, the, I don't think he's got it in him. The jury's still out on him for me, so we'll see. All right. I and you know what? I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Not this time. I'm wrong a lot, but I don't think I'm wrong this time. <laughs> but if you, if you can't, if if the MJF match isn't good, you know, and if if he doesn't impress in that match and and hold up his end and and you know bring something that match that elevates it, like we're never gonna see it. Yeah, I think you're right about that because that would be the time to do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. That'll that'll be his. All eyes will be on him for that match, and hopefully he'll deliver. Next up, we had an Eddie Kingston promo uh, for his Daniel Garcia match. Says that he's going to do to him everything that he'll do to Jericho as well, and that says that his friends and family will not recognize him after the match. We'll talk about that later. Then we had Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy for the Owen Hart Qualifier Tournaments. Uh, there was a guy who had a Kyle, you think I'm stupid sign. I feel like there has to be a story there. Yeah. It was a good technical uh, match, I thought. Uh, didn't really have a ton to say about it. I mean, both these guys are sound in the ring. Uh, JR, of course, utters the immortal call for O'Reilly, calling him O.O. O'Reilly. Ugh, cringe. <laughs> it had to be brought up. Uh, and yeah, uh, Kyle O'Reilly wins. Uh, so this sort of, you know, kind of sets them back up on track, I guess, that, uh, you know, 
the Undisputed Elite. They're sort of reversing their fortunes lately. Apparently, uh, the commentary says that he'll be fighting Samoa Joe in the first round of the tournament. So we'll have that to look forward to. Uh, yeah, I don't see Samoa Joe losing here. I think Samo- if Samoa Joe loses, no. it's going to be late. And I do think he's going to lose because at some point because we think that he's going to wrestle Ishii at the New Japan show. So. Yeah, I guess we don't necessarily know the timeline on the Owen Hart that, tournament that exactly, too. though. So that's true. Good point. We don't know if it like wraps up before then. Does it after? Um, I mean, either way, if it, assuming he does face Ishii at the New Japan show, I don't imagine him losing to Ishii either. So yeah, uh, we then have an MJF interview. He calls uh, <laughs> the butcher a stupid old man, and then brings out Jake Roberts. Seems a little uh, apropos. Uh, but he pays him to bring Lance Archer to fight Wardlow, and of course, you know that sets up a, you know, a build for Lance Archer. He gets a squash. We'll talk about that when we get to Rampage. Uh, obviously, you know, kind of what you'd expect from an MJF interview. It was cool seeing Jake Roberts and Lance. Well, hopefully, it, that'll be a good match. If like, okay, so if Butcher isn't going to get a competitive match, they can't just like have Lance get squashed, right? No, no way. No way, right? So maybe we'll see something a little bit more substantial here. I hope. Yeah, I mean, they have I would say they've generally protected Lance pretty well. I mean, how many, like, proper clean losses has he had? Yeah. Like, just, like, the title matches, maybe? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, pretty much most of his matches, most of his, like, big matches are like that, but... Yeah, but I mean, even then, you've had, like, him, like lose by count out and stuff like that. I, mean, I, I, I feel like they'll treat him. A, he's not going to get the butcher treatment. I, I at least hope not. God, he better not. Holy shit. Uh, we then have a uh, hook versus uh, Anthony Henry. Uh, there was a, a pretty funny hook uh, 420 sign where he's uh, doing the uh, red rum to a joint. Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Tony Neeson, smart Mark Sterling are taking notes in the front crowd. I felt a little seen by this. And Danhausen curses Hook. Hook no sells it, uh, and just continues the beatdown of uh, Anthony Henry. Wins with the red rum. Immediately as the match ends, Danhausen comes in the ring and says, "If you're going to, you know, ignore me, I'm going to challenge you to a fight." And the crowd gets really excited for this, but Hook just brushes him off and walks away. Are you excited for this? I don't know. I mean, we we kind of talked about. How like it seems like a weird mismatch, but part of me is like maybe that's like the appeal to it. I don't know. Like I, you would think that like Danhausen's debut match he wouldn't lose, right? He doesn't need to be the one to beat Hook, or maybe right. Danhausen's the gimmick; he can survive it or something. You know? I mean, well, what I think it, it won't necessarily. Be, I, my guess is it won't be his first match because like they've had this habit, right? Of like we talked about how you know the did the little butcher squash match to build him for Wardlow. Right. My guess is he'll get like that intermediary match. I don't know who it'll be against some local job or someone a little bit more serious. I don't know, but I don't think he'll lose his first match, but I mean, maybe like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Like maybe they just like set this up and like the match just like ends with like them becoming friends or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I hope he just fucking squashes Dan Housen. <laughs> wait Danhausen challenged hook but hook in a backstage promo like pushed him against the wall and said you want my attention you got it or something like that because yeah he uh he, he was like yeah. smashing his bag of chips he emptied his yeah. bag of chips and now he's like now nah, you got my attention dude 
So that that's the angle that fucking gets hooked to talk is as potato chips got smushed. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, like uh, with that said, it's I mean he doesn't sound stupid. He sounds like a fucking grown man. So yeah, but cool. saying one saying three words and and stringing together sentences is two different things, as we've that's, learned on this podcast. And you know, for hook, that's fine. <laughs> you know, for, hook, for hook, that's fine. Yeah. So it, this was a this was fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was fine. Yeah, well, I was super talking about the rampage one now too. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was that was fine. It was a, I mean, it seems a little petty, but I mean, Hook was already kind of a meme because he just like sits there and eats chips. So like naturally, this would be his, you know, his rage button, right? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the humor of the Hook angle, uh, the Hook character. I mean, this or is two memes about to go head to head. Yeah. So I, man, his first major angle is going to be a comedy angle so you know, if you like it okay I, I don't really I don't like it I wish they would just build up the niece thing a little bit um, now that niece has like a manager and uh, make that his big you know marquee match his first big challenge because niece is uh, capable of giving it to him and you know if he can keep up with niece I'm sure he can well uh, we should see a good match and uh, what do you think is the more important match him versus niece or him versus Danhausen well, that's the other thing with AEW's fans, Danhausen. In terms of in, important long term, I think Nice for me in terms of like what he can actually do, it is important for like just exposure or whatever with like your common AEW fan, Danhausen. Also, and obviously, like, money money talks, and and the money thing is is Danhausen, not Nice. So, what do I know? I like wrestling. What do I know? Also, I have to like say like I what I think is gonna happen. I think Hook is gonna have. I think Hook is gonna or Danhausen is gonna be Hook's buddy. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think that that's, yeah. that's what's gonna happen. I think they're gonna be homies, and uh, Danhausen's not going to be in Team Taz, and there's gonna be something there. Maybe even though they yeah. haven't had him like interact with Team. Yeah, Taz, ever since Hook's wrestled, he hasn't is, really done anything which, with Team Taz, which I hate. But yeah, he hasn't done shit in. That's weird, but I think like that. I, I think like it's kind of just to like see how he like d- like kind of put him over on his own merits. But like at the same time, I want to see like a trio of just like three really fucking awesome guys together. <sighs> You're right, but also like um, I like the idea of having the fucking super serious, really good wrestler with the fucking goofball. We've seen it before. Like uh, yeah, what in about WWE? C- no, well, excuse me. What about what about CM Punk and Colt Cabana? Like, yeah, but Cole Cabana is a different kind of different kind of comedy wrestler than fucking Danhausen. Not, I mean, maybe, but like, because Cole Cabana, really. Cole Cabana is like a guy who likes to cut up. Like Danhausen is, uh, he curses. Who you is the closest analog to Danhausen? There isn't really, but it's it's a. Uh, that's the thing. I think it, it it's still the exact same dynamic, no matter how you slice it. I don't know. I mean, and CM Punk wasn't as serious as in terms of like. Um, you know, I can't be bothered. Cool guy as CM Punk. I mean, CM Punk had had more to him than that. I don't know. But I think there's a I think there's a dynamic here that is going to be it really feels good. very sports entertainment to me. Like serious guys like, oh, he's comedic foil. Like, I don't know. What well, about he's what, what about fucking Raven and, and Stevie Richards? Like there's a precedent here. Like it, it's not Stevie WWE. Stevie Richards thing. again, like was did some goofy stuff, but he wasn't like 
you know. Okay, he wore the half shirt. He jumped around. (laughs) He goofed off. He had the mullet. Come on, dude, really? Dude, he was goofy, but not like he wasn't. He wasn't a face painted wrestler like with it who would curse you and and talk like this and talk like this. He was worse. (laughs) No, he was worse, dude. He did do a voice. And remember the BWO? Yeah, that was stupid for sure. But like they didn't. Are you? But he wasn't. He wasn't kicked up with Taz. You really think that Stevie Richards wasn't as goofy? As fucking Danhausen. Yeah, no fucking way. Give me a goofy fucking as break, dude. <laughs> All right, listeners, what's up, dude? Did did Stevie Richards ever put a curse on someone and, no, and talk with them? Just because like, they don't do the exact same thing. Lingo. It's way goofier. No, it's way no, goofier. No, no, no. Just because they didn't do the exact same thing doesn't mean that they that they're not the exact same spot. Come on, dude. This is this is right out of fucking Vince McMahon's playbook, man. No, and if anything, Danhausen is less goofy than fucking Stevie Richards. Because Stevie Richards was a straight up goon. I don't think that Dan Housen's is going to be like the fucking job boy bitch. You know what I mean? He's not. That's not what we're going to yeah. get here. This is close. This is closer to CM Punk Colt Cabana than anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess uh, time will tell. <laughs> In the meantime, dear listeners, uh, let us know. Was Stevie Richards goofier than Dan Housen? I say Where yes. Side on this debate. It's no fucking way. Dude, come on. <laughs> Tell me one thing that Dan Housen is <laughs> okay, more dude, goofy. Your Blue Meanie is more like of an analog for Dan Housen than fucking Stevie Richards. Like easy. We're talking about somebody easy. that's we're talking okay, you're right, but somebody some we're talking about somebody that's been somebody's like uh like partner or lackey. I mean, and, I mean to be fair, Dan Housen's not gonna be a lackey. He's gonna be a he's gonna be like the fucking partner. That's why I say it's closer to like CM Punk and Colt Commander because they were partners and they had they did the fucking serious and goofy guy thing. And uh, but no, that that it, it, come on, dude, really? It's just right out of Vince McMahon's playbook. I'm just gonna. I don't. Say that. I don't agree with that. I think it's. A, I think it's a playbook that lots of wrestling companies have used. I think that. And I, I wouldn't say that it's been used only to detriment in WWE. Who's either. done it in WWE? Besides, okay, what about like in, in, when they Santino, did in WWE? fucking Santino, like always, you know, trying yeah, to click Santino. Up who sucks. is he? But who is he? Te- I'm talking about the serious wrestler and the fucking goofy guy. Santino was just the goofy guy. There's goofy guys everywhere. Orange Cassidy. There's goofy guys everywhere. The gentleman guy that fucking wrestles uh, certain places. There's goofy guys in all companies. It has nothing to do with WWE. I'm talking about the fucking but partner dude, guys. You, you can't paint them all with the same brush. No, That's what I'm but saying. you, like, you can't but you can't but that but this one works because of because because hook is so ser- so uh is so serious dan Housen's silly but he's very over and you know what like like th- what about what about miz and sandow there's th- that's a really good example miz isn't ex- necessarily super serious but he was like the fucking like he was the fucking like uh like star with uh with sandow doing the goofy stuff that got over that, yeah. that's closer to that than anything and then when wwe has done it it's mostly been really good Let's be real. How over was fucking Damian Sandow when they did that shit? Yeah, that's true. And name one fucking time that w- you say it's a Vince McMahon playbook thing. Name one time where WWE teamed up a serious guy and a comedy guy and it I wasn't mean, good. Dude, fucking Art Santino with that fucking like that Russian dude. What the fuck was that? What was that guy's name? Okay. <sighs> Vladimir Kozlov okay. or whatever. Is that's that exactly same, what the, is that the same dynamic? I, mean, I thought that guy that guy was goofy much. too. He like danced and do, did some stupid shit at that point. I don't know. I don't know. He if wasn't he, was doing he wasn't doing the point. serious serious guy with the fucking 
goofy Santino guy. I mean, like, but that's always what happens. Like the fucking like serious guy, fucking Rikishi does the fucking worm. You know, it's it's always this. It's Rikishi's you know I mean? not a serious guy. He put his asshole in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was because he had a big fucking nasty ass. You could smother people. It was just good offense, bro. Are you <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. Moving it was on. like, do the worm serious. Give me a fucking break, dude. Oh, yeah. Rikishi was dead <laughs> serious. Dude, like, give, me, give me some he time, was, and I'll dig was... up all kind. I'll dig up enough examples all right, out next of Vince's week. playbook to make your hey, fucking head Hey, would a, would, a, would, a, would a goofball try to kill someone with vehicular manslaughter? I don't think so. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He was oh, yeah, fucking... He, he, he fucking ran over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. He did it for the rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. God damn it, um, dude. Moving moving on. Um Frankie Gazarian is backstage. He's going he's about to challenge Sammy Guevara, but Scorpio Sky interrupts him, says that uh, you know, we've been partners for a long time. You've done anything for me, like can you just do this one more thing? Let me challenge Sammy first, and you'll get my you'll get the first title shot. He says yes. We then have Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti in the ring. Getting booed out the building. They're completely undisputedly heels now. If uh, their I, last match wasn't obvious. Look, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but toot toot. Remember I said it was 100% a heel turn last week, and y'all were like, eh, it's still on, eh, it's still on the fence. I would just like to... No, I, 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 I would just I like... Was not, I was not on oh, the fence. Okay, I, was just, I would just like to point out that it was 100% a heel turn. I was just saying it was, it, was a, it was gray, and it wasn't like the most blatant heel turn of all time, which is what you said. And it was. Well, now, to me, I it think, was. I think... I think what this clear what this part clarified was it was more of a double turn than we maybe first thought it was i i knew it i knew 100% and i said it last week so well i mean they had no choice i mean they, I mean, they have no fucking choice no they always They're, have a choice yeah. look at cody they always have you don't have a choice you always, there. Have, you always have a choice like you always have a choice he but was still getting cheered whether, by half the crowd though too that's uh, that's some revisionist history yeah straight up i don't know yeah no way Nah, he, you, you always I mean, have it. You always we'll have a choice, and... whether it's the right one or the wrong one. That's a different story. I think that it, the the Cody thing was gonna pay off in some way, and they weren't ready to pay it off yet, or maybe it was just it was just too much up in the air. But this, I think, was was super fucking clear. I mean, the guy was a heel already in in AEW, and they just moved him back to what he, well, what I he think... naturally is. So, well, I think too is like this is someone who Tony Khan could say like, yeah, dude, you're a heel now. Yeah, it wasn't it's like, like, he, like it wasn't like he became like an accidental heel. He's just like no, that just, was the, he did the nut shot. That was a heel turn last yeah. week. That was a hundred percent. Knew it uh, then. And yeah, he just, right. yeah, he says the fans turn on him because his girlfriend's hotter than theirs, and then they utter this ever so iconic phrase from their uh, Twitter and I guess their vlog potentially, which is "Be mad." And yeah. then the year come out. Isn't that exactly? Isn't that exactly what like Miz and Maurice did? Then they say be jealous. It was like be jealous. Mm. It's like the exact same thing. And to be clear, I wasn't I wasn't like on the fence where there was a heel turn. I just meant like the whole thing was a little bit more gray than just that because pull the both, clip. Both, it was like both pull teams the were, clip. Both teams were using heel. I, he was like saying it was like more justified. I think. I suppose I don't because know. like it was up against heels. But now uh, I don't think the men of the year are heels now. Even Dan Lambert, they all get big cheers, especially. Uh, Ethan clearly like the crowd probably watched the promo because um, yeah. he got a really big reaction. Then Lambert says that uh, Sammy is a high school douchebag and that he just says whatever, you know, get his uh, 
girl, um, his girlfriend's tongue in his mouth, and that uh, if they don't give it, uh, Scorpio his rematch, that they're going to give him the pounding his girlfriend dreams about receiving. <laughs> oh man, um, this is like what Davy was saying earlier with like, like wearing the bracelets and shit like that. <laughs> he's right. Whatever, whatever he's got to say to get his girlfriend's tongue in his mouth. Like you're right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just. He's a big fuck boy. That's what. It, that's how the internet community has seen him for a while. And yeah. All right, I'm gonna show my age here. Uh, what's a fuck boy? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Dave? It's funny because I know what that means, and but trying to like tell you the actual definition, but it just seems kind of like like a shameless kind of fucking slutty, arrogant young dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's basically just like. A slight step up over a synth, I guess. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like, at least he's, like, getting some action, but... But he's still a shameless and and adds some fucking arrogance and cluelessness, oh, I guess. okay, but that, he's still getting laid. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I did find it kind of funny, though, when, the you know, despite the, you know, getting her, his girlfriend's tongue in his mouth, uh, the kiss that Ty gave him afterwards looked like the kind of kiss that you'd see, like, you know, a mom give like, a kid. Like, it just did not look like a particularly intimate kiss at all. Uh, but yeah, I thought that, you know, the segment was fun. Uh, we'll be advancing this. Uh, I don't know if Scorpio will take the title back. Um, I guess we'll find out. Uh, I hope so. That That's where it seems like it's going. It's kind of, they're kind of hot potatoing the the TNT title. But I think that, I think if you it's have. It's the kind of title you can get away with doing that. Yeah. And you know, you, you know what? You can always have like one title that you do this with. And I learned this from uh, I watched um, it was like a guest booker with Gabe Sapolsky like a few mm. like several years ago. I think Kayfabe Commentaries put this out. It's really good. And he was booking. Um, he was like booking the EC like the new ECW if he were if he were to book it. And he was talking about the tag titles and he goes and the guy asked him, he's like, do you feel like you're hot potatoing the title? He's like, well, here's the thing. And he explained it that like you can have a title that you that you pass back and forth between uh, between uh, uh, teams or wrestlers during a feud because, but you can only really do that with like one title at a time. Like that's, sure. it's, it's okay. It's passable. If you're telling the story the right way, I think this is kind of an, uh, this is one of those situations and I think it's being used kind of properly. So I would expect, honestly, I would expect Scorpio sky to win the title back unless uh, they see Sammy as a really big money-making heel, which is very, very possible because it seems it seems to be working really well. And uh, he's like probably one of the only fucking heels on the on the card that are uh, on the show that gets real actual heat. So maybe they want to <laughs> run with that and maybe they want to keep him champion for that reason. So I could see that, too. Yeah, who knows? I could absolutely see that, too. I, it's funny. I never care about how many times the title changes hands, because if you look at, you know, combat sports and they change titles all the time and, and mm-hmm. wrestling can ob- right. obviously control that a lot more. All I care about is are the matches good and, and does the booking ultimately make sense? Like have, have more title changes, have fewer, whatever, have, have fucking two, three year runs with the same champion. As long as you're, as long as you're making it work, I don't care. Like I'm not that kind of guy to get pissed off just because there's too many title changes for me or whatever. Just I mean, as a rule, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good attitude. And I think, and I, I, I think that a lot of times when they, they hot potato the title, it's just it's not a problem just because like different guys are wearing the title. It's just because it's just bad booking overall. Like they're doing it just because. Here's a plug for a guy we should get on the show, fucking Matt Charlton. 
I'm reading this fucking J crowned book book, which is like a history of uh, Japanese pro wrestling champions. And like during one of the most celebrated times of in wrestling history, which is from the onset of the uh, triple crown uh, in, in AJPW, you had two different things in the first three years. You had some serious hot potatoing of that title and you had like one or two long runs. And it's arguably the best wrestling of all time or the mm-hmm. best period of wrestling of all time. So, but it was just done right. It was just booked right. Some of it was unavoidable, like Tenru like left or whatever. Well, Some of it's unavoidable and injuries happen and things, but like they, they made it work. And like a lot of guys wore that title or, or lost it and got it back. And like the first three years of that championship, the triple crown. So it can work. Like it's whatever, like just make it good, make it mean something, make us care. That's all I care about. You know? While while I do agree with you on that, um, imagine I, I do agree with you for to to for the most part. But imagine a imagine all the titles getting fucking swapped around, even if it was good booking constantly. It'd be so hard to keep up with. It would be jarring, and I don't know. I I don't think it would be easy to watch. I well, think it's also it'd be unrealistic. It's also unrealistic because almost well, any given time, and and that's not true. Like, let's say a quote unquote like. Um, legit sport. There's always one. Somebody is always on a run. You know what I mean. Be For the most part, but like you said, or, you said not, it, so. you said that those titles change all the time in UFC. So it's either unrealistic or it's not, and it's it, it would I be realistic. Say, I didn't, no, no, no. I, I no, I didn't say all the titles. The UFC. Uh, op, I, I didn't say UFC specifically either, because I'm including well, boxing. But I, there's if you just want to look at the UFC, which I'll I'll put it out there right now. I'm not a fan of mixed martial arts in general. Like I, Same. I hate the I hate the UFC. I hate the fucking I hate the whole culture around it. But Same. so I'm not an expert. But one thing that's obvious is they have different weight divisions, and so they have different champions. Mm-hmm. So th- it seems like always there's somebody on a big run, and maybe maybe the heavyweight titles is springing back and forth. But maybe the fucking like well middleweight guy is fucking like on a run, or maybe like. George St. Pierre is on yeah, a run. I, yeah, I get what you're Anderson saying. Anderson Silva goes on a run. You know what I mean? So like it, yeah, it's okay. Like it's it's whatever's okay. Yeah, you're right. If if they were springing everything around, every title around, yeah, that is that you'd probably lose track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the Booker would probably lose track of what the fuck he was doing too. But you know, I, but I don't care. Like there's no like oh, there's too many title changes. They've had too many AEW champions already. Like where's Bruno's run, you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. Just well, make here's, me care. But that's the thing. Like is Okada, that... okay, Okada had some long runs. Okada can have the belt for another year, or he could lose it to Naito well, on the first. And as long as it's good, and I, and as long as I care about all those defenses, that's all I care about. It's, it's, it, it makes sense. Like it makes, it makes sense what you're saying. But at the same time, like you said, it's not realistic to do that. But like. But then you said, like, then you cite UFC, and you can't always like count on there being a run in UFC, like, and you can't always like, it, like I said, it's it's since you can control it in pro wrestling. If you had all the titles, that's what I'm saying. Like Gabe said that you could probably only do that with one belt, and like, yeah, the booking need, does need to be good. That goes without saying. It's not like you would intentionally do shitty booking and then book it that way. You know what I mean? So it's not. So I get what you're saying, and I agree with you, but like. You can't do that with all the titles and then still be able to follow it okay. Yeah, I I, I guess right. I guess it's a long-winded way to say like I don't think that there's like a prerequisite amount of time somebody should hold the belt before they lose it back. Like and I'm totally I'm no, totally there's, fine. No, there's not. 
There's I'm not totally you, fine with Sammy getting it back. Like he's got a lot of heat right now, and that kind of makes sense. I th- I've seen stuff online that um, is is kind of pointing toward racism for a reason that they don't want to keep it on. Uh, you know, a black what? champion for too oh long. My yeah, God. I've seen that bandied around yeah, online. I've seen a lot of that. So I mean, and you know that they say, oh, you just don't think that black wrestlers can draw or whatever, and so you're taking the belt off of them. I don't think that's no, what's happening. They just here have at all. they just have a red hot heel right now. Yeah, I think that's obviously why they did it. And so then that's good booking, and I'm fine with it. That like, is good booking. Yeah, yeah I'm fine yeah. with it. All right, next up we have a little House of Black vignette. Uh, they said that they will kill the sun, which confirms that all of these vignettes have been against Fuego del Sol, of all people. Uh, yeah, that's what I yeah that's what I was saying last week. Like, pretty sure they're just talking about Fuego, and it, that, what a waste of time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a waste, uh, Danielle Camella versus Britt Baker in the Owen Hart qualifier match. So this is Britt's big return. She's in her hometown. She comes out with a few uh, with a couple Steelers. Uh, the match was not great. Um, Britt eventually wins, but I think it went like way too long. Um, Danielle yeah. didn't stand out as particularly good. Uh, Britt seemed a little gassed when she cut her promo. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it was really weird. I mean, the crowd loved it. Um, they were gonna I mean, love it. Yeah, she, she was fucking. She could have farted drowning. in the mic. She was yeah. yeah she could have farted in the mic and they the were going to cheer, but you're right, dude. She was totally she was drowning. drowning. Out there. Some of it was she was blown up, and some of it was like I think she just took for granted that she was going to kill it when she took the mic. Yeah, what? Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? It was what terrible. A, yeah, this is the worst thing I've seen uh, from Britt Breaker since that fucking Jericho Cruise promo. It was it was the worst thing I've seen her do in a long time, mm-hmm. and you know I I don't like her as much as a lot of people. I do like her, but yeah, this was the worst she's been in a while. And yeah, you're right, Doc. This went on too long. If they were gonna give it this much time, like have her wrestle someone of note in her hometown. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like I no offense I against Daniela, like, but she's not an established TV star for AEW. So if you're gonna give them this time, like I mean, she couldn't wrestle even. Fucking Red Velvet or something. Somebody. That's well, Red Velvet's yeah. heel now. But, well, well yeah. Red Velvet's also in the tournament, so. Yeah, but she's heel, but she's also wrestling against somebody who's going to be a baby face in this situation. So. True. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they did. I mean, remember what they did with MJF? They can yeah. fucking swap yeah. it around a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, like, Red Velvet's already in the tournament, too, so she got yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. qualifier, but somebody. I don't know, someone else. Fair enough. They gave her a warm body to beat. They thought it was going to go one way, and Britt Baker kind of shit the bed on this, but. Yeah. You know what? There was nothing she could fuck up in her hometown, so who cares? Yeah. She likes the Steelers. Yeah, guys. remember that? Oh, yeah. Sports, guys. Gotta gotta work the hometown crowd, I guess. Uh, we get a vignette for Sheeta vs. Deeb. I believe that's next week. Uh, hopefully, it should be good. Their prior matches have been pretty good. Looking forward to it. And that takes us to our main event, Andrade vs. El Idolo vs. Darby Allen in a coffin match. This was okay. I mean, it was a little chaotic. You had... A bunch of people interfere early. Sting uh, was in the crowd. The classic spot where he is wearing—he's a guy wearing a Sting mask, and Mark Quinn unmasks him, and it's Sting, the real one. You know, we've seen this in pretty much every promotion Sting has been in. I love it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, it is good. And he did this—I uh, I hesitate to call it a dive. He kind of just fell <laughs> onto. Um, everyone on the outside um it was a cool spot though people popped for it and uh the match itself i mean i i kind of 
I don't know. I, I feel like their prior singles match was better. Um, we did get oh, some yeah. cool spots, though. And yeah, I mean, Darby wins. Not a whole lot else to say about it if, for me. If this and their last match happened in reverse order, you know, we'd probably be a lot happier, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get, like, they try to, like, do, like, the opening match, like, stuff. But why not see what happens if you build and, like, talk about, like, CM Punk wrestling, you know, in the main event and, like, keep that going through the whole show? Because I remember TV shows doing that, like, making the big match the main event, you know, and, um, or, like, the big star. Yeah, that first half hour or whatever is... Yeah, I, I hate to talk about ratings. Like, if you... Yeah. A lot of the wrestling journalists just go on and on about ratings, and then people fight about TV ratings online yeah. and what it means for this demo and this half hour and how when it goes. Right, I don't right, give right. a fuck. That's somebody else's job. That's yeah. the boring shit. I don't want to hear about it unless you're tanking so hard. My favorite shit might get taken off TV. That's the only time I want to hear sure. about it. Yeah, true. But what the fuck is going on? But with that said, I'm going to kind of talk about that because they have the numbers, man. They have the CM Punk opening the show numbers. He's done it a lot, and they know what they're gonna they they know what they expect from that, and that's why we're seeing CM Punk open up a lot of these shows. That first, you know, whatever that first segment or two, I'm not sure that AEW has you know TNT has higher advertising rates for the first commercial break of AEW, but I bet they do. You know, I bet I, I bet you're gonna pay a hell of a lot more to have a spot in the first commercial break than you are like. Following, you know, the fucking yeah. House of Black promo or, you know, whatever. House of Black Fuego del Sol promo. Why did they do it well, opposite, I, like, back in the day, though? Well, I think what what's kind of happening is that they want to open hot and close hot. And yeah. I think that, like, maybe, like, the past few weeks, they've kind of just underestimated, like, how hot, like, the main events were. Um, at least in this case, maybe. I mean, like, I guess, like, you know, Darby is a star. Andrade, um, I, I guess he's, like, a star off this crowd. I, I don't necessarily think he's, like, he's definitely not on punk level. No, of course um, not. But, yeah, I think that's just kind of, like, maybe a miscalculation on that end. But I think that's kind of what they're going for. I would rather it be, at the wrestling fan in me, would rather it be a hot opening match than you come out in Triple H's in the ring. Because... I think WWE would try to do the same thing where they're going to have a hot open, but more often than not, it was not wrestling, right? It was a hot promo with like your, your big guy. And we got so used to that, you know, in the nineties that uh, I prefer this formula where you have, you know, essentially like bookended main events. But um, sometimes I would, since CM Punk is always opening the show. I will say, I will say one thing I don't like is how they always, they start off with people with them already in the ring. I like watching entrances and I think that entrances make these guys look like bigger stars. And when they start off just chilling in the ring, I don't like it. They, they do. But like at the same time, they realize that they have limited time. That's and true. I they think they did can, that. Are you going to cut? They you did that with, entrances. yeah, they did that with someone this week. And I can't remember if it was rampage or dynamite that I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe they did it. With it C- they did it with CM Punk and fucking Dustin. Did they? I remember. They, yeah. No, no. CM Punk's music opened and and Did fucking it? that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought they just started. No, it was. Uh, it's 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 the opener for Rampage. What okay. was? Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. So the opener for Rampage, uh, April twenty second, is Adam Cole versus Tomohiro Ishii. That's for the right. One heart 
qualify. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, yeah they this just starts out. He's she's both in the guys are in the ring. ring. He's yeah. in the ring. Yeah. And there's there's some weird editing on the show that we'll talk about later, but uh, this match was really solid. Yeah, it was um, good. Both guys. Uh, I mean, they have they work really well together. There's a uh, kind of a funny moment uh, where uh, Adam Cole kind of has an early advantage, and he you know beats Ishii down into the corner, and then he just starts celebrating, and Ishii just like walks up behind him and just stares blankly at him. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole is a real is really good at at doing the uh, like I'm not as strong as you spots. <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah, those. he is, and I, I'll is, give him credit kinda, on that. Yeah, that's my favorite yeah. thing that Adam Cole does, and. Uh, and that, that and that's pretty much all I like about Adam Cole's wrestling. But um, oh come on! And he knows that, and he knows that, and that's why he stayed out of the gym to kind of <laughs> to, to enhance that. To oh enhance my that. god! Uh, oh. Ishii was fucking awesome. Uh, he did like some of my favorite spots that he normally does. He looked like a badass, and yeah, that's rolled. I love when he no sold a super kick. Like, that's just something you like. I mean, I know, like, people complain about, like, the super kicks and, like, oh, they're not, like, you know, used like, finishers by the, like, Cole in the box. But, like, just seeing Ishii just straight up no sell it, I thought was great. You know, I didn't go around seeing what people thought about this because uh, Ishii was so good here. And, like, even from that very first fucking shoulder tackle, and that's something that Ishii is so great about is, like, making, like, like small things look huge. And uh, that, that first fucking shoulder tackle was so fucking awesome. Like I popped for it, it was so good, and uh, I I wonder what like people thought about Ishii. Did you guys see any like stuff that people mixed. were saying about him? Really, I heard. Mixed? I heard. Oh, I don't know why the fuck this guy is such a big deal. I don't get it. Whatever. Uh, he yeah, you. I saw people straight up saying that this was like a demotion from what Cole could have been doing in WWE. Insane. Ishii is a hundred times the wrestler fucking Adam Cole is. Yeah, I mean, I I I agree, but it goes back to you know, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier, where yeah. You know, you, you get the wrong type of people watching this stuff and they come up with, I don't care, like bad opinions. Every yeah. opinion is valid. No, it's not. I mean, it kind of... If, if you think Ishii is like fucking not a big deal, then like your opinion is fucking uninformed because you clearly, you, you, you just haven't watched the fucking guy well, or you don't have a fucking, you don't yeah, have like that breath of I mean, fucking not to, appreciation, man. Feel about, that not to spark an entire debate here, but... uh. I will say I don't necessarily know that Ishii in Japan is necessarily portrayed as a big deal. Like he's a big deal if you if you care about work rate, you yeah. appreciate what a wrest a good yes. wrestler he is. But he's not portrayed like this is like they never like sell it like oh yeah Ishii is like the guy to watch in New Japan. And I and I literally cry about that all the time. Like Straight I fucking up. just internally I cry out loud about it. I and <laughs> honestly if they and I get his spot and I get where he's at. He's an important piece for New Japan. But yeah, he's not. That guy, dude, they need to give him a run and they need to put the fucking IWGP belt on him one fucking time, one run. But now it's getting to and now, you know, it's getting so late and he's getting older. And every year that goes by, it's like it's not happening. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. And I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I cry about that because it could have happened three years ago. And I think they really could have done something awesome with it. And man, he's he does have a lot of fans, and there's a lot of people that realize how good he is. This wasn't like his best showcase or anything. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great or anything. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought his. I, th- I actually thought his showcase in the tag match that he was in before was even better. See, um, I didn't think so. I thought this was better. Really? Yeah, I think this was better you, than the tag you do? match. I thought yeah. I like I like this better. I just I thought it was like 
the, the last one was was very fast paced and when he got in there he did a lot and like stuff like that but this was really good i mean and when i say i think that the tag match was better i think it's it's very like very close yeah. for me well i mean at least they had because we knew that adam cole was going to be in this fucking tournament at least they had yeah. the decency to like fuck over ishi or whatever well like, we all, jay yeah. white coming out with the jay white district yeah. yeah we also assume that he's going to be in the uh or he's gonna like take on joe yeah. or something you know he they probably have other yeah. plans for ishi yeah hopefully joe because that's that's natural and, and easy yeah. and, and we want to see it and yeah that i would did really uh, be a showcase I did enjoy it. So um, Orange Cassidy and Rocky Romero were at ringside yeah. and Ricky Starks was not happy to see Orange Cassidy. <laughs> he was just like, why is he here? And like, like clearly, you know, like a rhetorical sense and like Excalibur explains these part of chaos and whatnot. And then Taz says that we really like uh, answering rhetorical questions at the commentary booth. Yeah, <laughs> I got a kick out of that. But uh, uh, next up, we have the Jericho Appreciation Society. Security is not going to let them in besides Garcia as per you know, the stipulation of the match. Garcia says that he's a sports entertainer and he knows what to do. Best thing about this was Daniel Garcia's bucket hat. Like it just fits. Oh yeah. For whatever reason. <laughs> I was like, why is this why is this working for me? It's like why is this working like, for his, me? his fashion sense was interesting. It was like late nineties triple H hat. Because it's it's <laughs> it's goofy, but it, I don't know, it just works. It worked Can't for him. It works, yeah, it works for what he's doing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then get Lance Archer versus Serpentico. This is his buildup for his Wardlow match. Yeah, this was his squash in front of his Wardlow match, and they better not squash Lance the way they squashed Butcher. I don't think they will, but I hope that it's you know a hell of a lot more competitive. I hope it's not like, well, we gave Lance one more minute before he got power bombed five fucking times and and looks like a fucking looks like you know he's going back yeah, on the I, fucking scrap. I don't think he's in that spot. On like he's kind of in like he's sort of like the Ishi. Yeah, that's for, exactly right. For AEW, I don't think they would do that. Yeah, let's hope not, man. Uh, most notable thing in the match is he did. Uh, he started uh, spamming choke slams and doing like the symphony bit, uh, which did start getting the crowd over for him. But then when he does the third, the, and like yeah, doesn't actually does some do heel it, shit and doesn't do it. Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, quick little Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling thing. They point out that this partnership is undefeated because it's you know new, right? Some Donald Trump logic. Yeah, uh, we have Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, we were actually talking about this before uh, we started recording, uh, Joey and I, that we thought this match was paced really weird. And it turns out that apparently it was like 22 minutes live and they edited out like nine minutes or so. I, you know what? It did kind of feel like that. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking super weird. Yeah. Oh, it, fuck. So they, they, they shortened the match. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's what happens when you've only got an hour. So I suspect that that happens more often than I know. And I'm sure if we read deeply into the forums that people, you know, people who attended live, we'd probably find out yeah. about a lot more, more of that. Okay. Yeah. I still liked this a lot. I mean, yeah, uh, it wasn't yeah. bad. It was just so weird. It is. And it's kind of weird to do what basically amounts to a blow off for this, which has been sort of hot, just easily could have been a rampage man event. They've been building this a lot. But yeah, Eddie goes over decisively. Yeah, pretty decisively. He takes off the uh, the belt, teases whipping him, but says he's going to save it for Chris Jericho. Yeah, I love Eddie, man. He's so good, and like he he is. Know, he did the most with what what you know he was given here. And yeah, I really like this. Agreed. And he and we got a. Uh, did you guys notice he did like a fucking Otani tribute? We saw. Yeah, I like, think Excalibur put it over too. Yeah, we okay. Didn't talk, we haven't talked about Otani and his injury. And I don't think there's any news there other than like. He was 
basically well, he's in pretty paralyzed. bad shape. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know if he's permanently paralyzed, but like he couldn't move like his extremities. So very sad, man. Because he's one of the first guys I took note of in like those in like the Super J Cup tournaments. And I've talked before to Joey at least about the guys who put over Japanese wrestling to me in the 90s were just some dudes mm-hmm. that used to come into the video store I worked at and they would give me tapes and I'd like rent them whatever they wanted for free. It was fucking blockbuster. I like to, I like to think that I helped them go out of business because they're the fucking worst. Yeah, I would trade them free rentals and like, I remember he brought me like a Super J Cup. I can't remember if it was like 95, but he's like, yo, this is the Super J Cup. You win in this event based on skill. The way he said it made me think that, like, he thinks, like, oh, Japanese wrestling is, like, a legitimate competition. By the way, the most recent the most recent uh, report is that he had surgery and it went well. Okay, good. Okay. But, yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the first guys that really impressed me. The, one of the first guys that stood out in that, like, Super J Cup um, mm-hmm. stuff. So, I remember when Ring of Honor brought him in. I was pretty excited. So, yeah, man. I hope uh, hope that turns out okay because he's a legend. And, you know, he's in there doing the legend, still in the ring thing, and I've got mixed feelings about that. So I'm not sure how often he was appearing. Man, like, fuck, man. We got to take care of these dudes. For sure. Uh, we then get a couple Tony Schiavone interviews. He has one with Swerve, uh, uh, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee. Keith Lee says he looked up to Taz uh, until he screwed him last week. Swerve says that he never looked up to Taz, never liked him. It's just there. And then there is an interview with Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and Tony Storm. Uh, just kind of, you know, usual stuff. Probably we did have something that was a little bit more interesting, which was an FTR promo where they just kind of put over how much this tournament means to them. That's why they're participating against each other in the first match. That, like, you know, they they want to prove it to each other. They both, you know, respect Owen Hart a lot, and they really want to uh, honor his legacy in this tournament. So looking forward to that match. Oh, yeah. And then wrapping up, we have our main event, Jade Cargill versus Marina Shafir for the TBS championship match. Dying to hear what you think, Joey. Um, man, again, this is not the Marina Shafir that we saw at Bloodsport, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Jade Cargill was better than Marina Shafir. Um, fuck, man, something was so off here. They... Marina Shafir was exposed. I would say it started with the Mark Henry interview, too. Oh, no. Shafir's yeah. promo sucked. Oh, boy. Yeah. She wasn't very good. I, You know what? I Tell me what you're talking about, because I thought she was I thought she was good. There was a, there was a couple of good points, but she's she looked really lost. Like, I'm not joking. Uh, Jade Cargill had the grab hold of this match and carried it the rest of the way. And Marina Shafir looked super lost. She gave Jade Cargill too much. And, um, man, I, maybe this is why she was never brought up to even NXT because besides being a goon is and maybe it's because she's just like so inconsistent. I don't know, man. I mean, this was Jade's best match yet, in my opinion. And this was I mean, Jade's best match and it was because was, of, it was because of Jade. Jade was, yeah, it's the best Jade has been for sure yeah. in terms of the things that she's responsible for, as far as I could tell. But I thought Marina was good, and I knew she was going to give her a lot because she's twenty nine and zero, and she's built as this monster. She's not going to go out there and no sell for no. Jade you Cargill. don't. You no, know, there's no. You don't have to no sell to not give too much. But 
Um, that's that's definitely not. A this thing. wasn't that competitive either. It was. Though. Yeah, it really wasn't that competitive. There was a ton God, of heat. That's not the impression I got at all. Yeah, I thought I, they. I thought I was. I was actually shocked. It was this as was, competitive as it was. This was a really good Jade Cargill match. Like she looked. This is probably one of the best matches I've seen Jade Cargill have as far as Jade Cargill, like just Jade Cargill. But like, she looked like like Jade Cargill all of a sudden looked like she had a ton of confidence. She doesn't sell the best in the world, but she's like, like 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 Cost was saying earlier. But she she was like. She looked like she had a confidence that she hasn't had in a long time or ever. I've mm-hmm. ever seen her. She looked like she didn't look yeah. like she had two left feet. Uh, she was awesome. Marina she's Shafir. Clearly, she's clearly learning and getting better. Yeah. And maybe and Marina Shafir will probably as well. But there was one big spot for me. I actually I, I did think this was pretty good, but I think it was um, I, I guess like I, I didn't necessarily have like the like sheer level of disappointment with Shafir that Joey did, but I definitely thought that she was the worst competitor in the match. But one thing that stood out to me, like because she didn't like get a whole lot in, but she kind of works one knee and gets the ankle lock in. But then like later in the match, she goes for the other one. Whoops! Just okay. Really randomly and arbitrarily. Was it just yeah. because it was um, available, or do you think she just fucked up? It and just forgot? It, to me, it like she like had she was, both. Yeah, there, and I think she just forgot. So, secret of wrestling here uh, in American wrestling, um, the go-to is to always work the left side. So you're always working the left arm, or you're always working the left leg. There's exceptions to every rule. Sometimes the veterans will like to throw you throw you for a loop and work the right just to fuck with you if you're new or something, but like uh, or just to teach you that so you can think on your feet. But nine times out of ten, you're gonna see wrestlers work the left limb always. Uh, I say always, but nine times out of ten, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So for whatever reason, she got lost, and um, that's a very fundamental thing. That's a very basic thing. Um, yeah, I just, she just looked lost, man. Like she looked like she looked lost. She looked like she was getting taken advantage of, um, and not because uh, Jay Cargill was taking advantage of her. She just looked like she didn't have the assertiveness that she needed to have in this match. Do you think that confusion was after she took that insane table spot? Because man, she fucking smacked that fucking thing. Yeah. Well, let me also tell you something. Oh yeah. There was yeah, that. but I don't think she was fucked up. I think that Marina Shafir bumps like a heel. Like she reminds me of like a Kevin Owens who the way she bumps and stuff like that. Have you ever have you ever watched somebody and like say like you just notice that they bump like a heel? Like there's there's it's such a weird like subtle thing, but like there's wrestlers that bump like heels and there's wrestlers that bump like baby faces. If that makes sense. It's just like a natural yeah. it's just a natural thing. And if you look at somebody like Kevin Owens, he bumps like a heel. Uh MJF bumps like a heel. Like um she bumps like a heel and she was trying to be this baby face. And I was like, man, she can bump like she could bump really good. In fact, that's probably mm-hmm. besides like her shoot stuff. That's the best thing that Jade, that uh, not Jade, but uh, Marina Shafir is, is good at. That's the best thing. She she's the best at that than anything else besides her actual shoot stuff. Um, she did not look like the fucking badass that we saw at Bloodsport. I wanted she's she's still a badass and she still she, she still has a shoot style. Like if this was like, and I know you you don't like you don't feel the same way about Shayna Baszler. This would not have happened to Shayna yeah. Baszler. She no, knows. I, yeah, I, I you know fucking, what I'm saying. Yeah, I I talk about looking lost in the ring. Holy right. shit, Shayna Baszler. 
She does not look I, lost in the rain. Dude, dude, to me, she looks lost all the time. Like, dude, her footwork <laughs> is so bad. Like, she's, she's so bad at moving. I, I don't agree with this at all. all. That's oh, insane. my God. I think she's just ter- I think she just definitively looks lost, and she's That's, just so boring. Uh, that is so I love we, how we I love how that so just, like, blew this. up in your face. It didn't blow up in my face because he's well, wrong. We just, dis- we just disagreed. But you were, like, you were like we bringing that up to, like, prove but, your point, but, and he's just like, oh, yeah, We just disagree about that. We disagree about that, but, like, Listen, I thought when this match came on, I was like, okay, yeah, I got to watch this. And I was really look, afraid for what was going to happen. And I was pleasantly surprised, man. They did. I look, thought like Marina, like working the leg. I thought her kicks were, I thought that was a smart strategy. I she thought has that good Jade technique. was selling it about as well as she was. I was surprised by a pretty brutal fucking table spot that reminded me of some of the like Japanese stuff from the 90s, the women's stuff from the 90s. And I'm not comparing it to like the best of that, obviously, but. You know, man, I just maybe your had, expectations were higher than mine because I had very high my- expectations for this match. I thought that Marina Shafir. See, here's the thing: like, even though Jade might be a little taller and stuff like that, she definitely looks taller just because of her her uh, how how in shape she is and stuff, like yeah. her her body, like how she presents herself and everything. So she looks stronger, but Marina Shafir is still a fucking shoot wrestler and like a, a shoot style wrestler and. When you what I what I wanted to see is I wanted to see these two badasses in different ways collide, and that's why I felt that's why I felt like Marina sold too much. She gave her too much. This should have been more like tit for tat. They should have been going back and forth. And Marina looked lost, and Marina looked. Uh, she looked like I she. Think, I didn't think she, she looked, looked lost at all. I, looked, I felt like she got exposed. I did like. I thought Jade was amazing here. Like this is the best I've ever seen her. And I also loved whenever her fucking whenever the baddies were beating on fucking Marina Shafir. That I I, I want to make a quick note about that because I think that they should have done way more than what they did the baddies, right? Uh, Red Velvet and Kira because I think that was like like when they interfered. I was like, okay, this explains like kind of like you know that's gonna be why like jade's gonna have a definitive edge but like right. all they did was like throw popcorn at her and like slap her a bit it's like they should have done more they, they were, but they were they were, they were making some pretty good match. contact on her they were like they legit like popped her That's in the true. titties and like every, they were hitting her they were fucking swinging on her and like uh i was like damn holy shit like i couldn't like i was like shocked that like how much they were laying it in yeah, i mean especially after especially after red velvet uh you know wind on rose to the top i mean yeah. uh, marina yeah she's not She's not a fully developed wrestler yet, professional wrestler yet, I don't think. And, but and you could tell. Yeah, I just thought she was still pretty good here, considering the thing I didn't like about this match is, is two things. One, kind of booking. Why why build up this whole thing where she's like, oh, whatever, I'm going to beat this bitch easy or whatever, and then not have it be closer. And then my yeah. biggest complaint about um, Jade here is she didn't sell shit after the match. She looked like she had just had to step off a curb or something. That's like she true. was smiling. Yeah, that's, like the, that's her biggest weakness. That selling sucks. She wasn't selling that she got the shit kicked out of her or that she was in those arm bars. Yeah. Or that she was in a war at all. It was just like she pretty much buried Marina but with, 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 with that with said. That, so with that said, Marina didn't seem like she did much damage to her at all. She was didn't, kicking the shit out of her, and she had her in the she the had her in the submissions, she, and you know she yeah. got her an arm bar a couple times, and I thought she got some pretty stiff kicks in, and and plus just the exhaustion of going through. A, a, I didn't a match buy that's supposed it, to be man. a big match. 
That's her physical conditioning, man. Yeah, I just didn't again, buy. I, I again, didn't I, buy I, Marina Shafir I, here, even I, I and bet, I bought her in other matches. I did. I thought she was good, not great, but I thought the match was very good. But again, I think my expectations were I was coming in with low, and you were coming in with high, and I think that might be the story here. Maybe, and you know, Jade's what? getting I, better. Jade's getting better. Here. Um, she still has some some work to do. Marina still some work to do, but I think at the level they're both on right now, I think this was the best possible fucking match well, we were going to get minus the fact that i think that you know could have been booked a little bit differently well i also like uh didn't think that my, my expectations were high but they weren't high for the match they were high for marina shafir and they were low for jade cargill and jade cargill maybe you pl- got like surprised me maybe no nah, i don't think so but <laughs> but uh <laughs> No, I don't know, man. I just, I wasn't impressed. Well, either way, we can all agree that this was Jade's best performance. And so that's good. Agre- going I, we can, yeah. we can yeah. definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, that wraps up the week's coverage, man. Do we have anything yeah. else we want to get into to close out? Uh, not that I know of. We'll get back to questions next week. Um, this episode is going to go a little long. So oh, we'll get, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to listener questions next week. We got a few in the can. So uh we'll we'll uh we'll get to those next week so so make sure you like and share this episode give us a rating on spotify if you listen to it on spotify or give it us give us a rating wherever they allow you to give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts uh share this podcast with the people you care about with people that you know that like wrestling uh, get us out well, the there. people you don't care about too yeah the people that you hate especially you know, the people you hate like if you yeah. really want to get back at them fucking yeah send them the yeah <laughs> yeah get them hooked on this podcast big new japan show coming up this weekend uh big dome show with another naito okada clash and mm-hmm. obviously we're gonna be following that and AEW stuff and uh some select indie shit this weekend too man what do you say doc you want to fucking hit the bricks yeah i think it's that time Thanks thanks again, listeners. Catch you in a while. Yeah, and may your week be full of mini monster pops. See you next time.